Blog Talk Radio. So how come this is not working? Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. You got to love it. Well, I guess we're not going to do this with the intro. It just sounds... Oh, here we go. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. And the that would be me. anyone can ask for. Cuervo, we cover it all from NFL, NBA. MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. All right, everybody. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. You know, it's been one hell of a weekend here as the... Oh, the hardest working man has been hard at work, and yesterday was that. I, I realized today why you can't teach old dogs new tricks. I, I have figured it out, and why it's just impossible. See, because when you get to a certain age, it's not because the dog doesn't want to learn new tricks and help. It's not even whether or not they're capable of learning new tricks. What it is is whether or not they can recover from the new tricks. And, folks, that is where I'm at here today. As I was gone from 4.40 yesterday a.m. until 11 o'clock last night. And now, granted, Sonny Clark got his eight hours of sleep. Don't get me wrong. Okay, because that's just the way I do things. Sonny Clark gets sleep. You know, some things are important, some are not. What is important is eight hours of sleep and a good cup of coffee the next morning. Creme brulee, thank you very much. But that's what it's all about when you're trying to teach old dogs new tricks. It, it's it, it's trying to recover from the next day. It's almost like, you know, me as an older guy, unless I'm in Las Vegas, I don't drink. And the reason, the reason why I don't drink is it takes me, instead of three hours in the morning to get over a hangover, it takes me three days to get over a hangover. That's why I don't do it anymore. It, you know, yeah, everybody, hey, Sonny, one drink. No, no, no. First, first of all, drinking and driving is stupid, right? Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you. I mean, th- there's some stupid things you can do in this world, but drinking and driving should not be one of them. So, you know, so I don't do it mainly for that reason. And even when I'm home, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll take some water. You know, I drink a lot of water, I, so I'll drink water. Um, but, no, alcohol, not, you know, it's just – just feeling bad for three days after the whole the whole thing just to me is not worth it. So, you know, teaching this old dog new tricks we could do, but, man, I'm still feeling the effects. And, yeah, I got eight hours of sleep last night. So that tells you where I'm at 
on this Sunday morning. But as usual, we are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show Sunday. We take you up till kickoff of the NFL. And we are all set and ready to go. And I don't know where my co-host is. I imagine he's – well, no, it's a little too early to get the high and tight over there. It's 7 o'clock over there. So, uh, you know, but he is a military man. I'm not sure where he gets his haircuts. But uh, that having been said, of course, that's the name of this show. You know, I, I'm not sure where he's at. So I'll send out a message going, hey, where the heck are you? I'm sure he – where are you? There we go. But I just wanted to give everybody a rundown, you know, Sonny Clark sometimes runs a little, you know, starts off the year a little slow sometimes. And, yes, folks, I started off the show or the NFL season a little slow. But what I've been doing is doing some major gaming in the last month and a half here on the Couch with Tay Sports Show, gaming the leader of the picks, that being Cuervo. Cuervo, at one time, Let's just go to last week. He was up 114-62-2. And even Brian Tarvin was over on top of Sonny with 111-65-2. And I was bringing up the rear at 108-62-2. I was, I was three games behind Tarvin and nine behind the leader of the pack. But last week, Sonny Clark came alive. And the weeks before that. Now, we have all had some bad weeks. Okay? We have all had some bad weeks, and we have all had good weeks. And I just want to take you back to the time where, unfortunately, I didn't have, I did not even have uh, Cuervo online. I did not have uh, Tarvin online, uh, unfortunately. But in week number 10, Sonny Clark came alive when it came to these picks. I went an amazing 12-2 and two in that week, while Cuervo went 7-7 seven and seven and Tarvin went 6-8. and eight. So that week kind of really started where I started sneaking back into the rankings here to get up to the next week. Now, week 11, we all stunk it up. Week 11 was a week where everybody just had a hard time getting victories. I went 7 and 6, Cuervo went 8 and 5, so he gained one on me, and Tarvin, he, he just had a rough day at 5 and 8. So week 11 was our what do you call it, Achilles heel if you will. So when we got to week number 12, we had a good week. We were, I think we were just all pretty well PO'd about where we were as far as our records were concerned. I went a great 11-4 and four in week number 12. Cuervo went 12-3 and three in that week, and so did Tarvin. So I lost the game that week, which made me, which made me even more mad. But week number 13 was a turnaround for Sonny Clark. As I went 12-2 and two a few weeks back, week number 13 
kind of hit Cuervo and Tarvin in the gut, although they didn't do bad. They didn't do great. Now, Sonny Clark last week, that was great. Cuervo and Tarvin, both at 9-7 and seven last week. Rough week. But Sonny Clark won an amazing 13-3 and three last week. I missed the Dallas game and New Orleans. And I don't care who you are. If you honestly thought the Dallas Cowboys were going to win that game, you're a homer. Okay? You're a homer. And you look at the numbers, you see what the Dallas Cowboys are. And if you're a Dallas Cowboy realist like Sonny Clark, I'm not a hater of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm just a realist on what they're all about. And we're going to talk about that later on today, about how real I am. So, Everybody took New Orleans in that week. And not only that, Arizona and Green Bay, if you thought the Arizona Cardinals would beat the Green Bay Packers last week, there were some ramifications of that game. You you were an Arizona Cardinal fan. I, I All seven of you Arizona Cardinal fans out there picked them. All seven of you. Yeah, that's what I, yeah, I said it. What happened was, is that in Indianapolis, Indianapolis had no business losing to Jacksonville, and they did, especially with the win streak that was on the line at the time. But Indianapolis dropped that one. All of us missed that one. So those three right there were the ones I missed. But it got outside the realm because I got the rest of them. And the games that caused problems were the Buffalo-Miami, even though Tarvin had them. Uh, Cuervo was on Buffalo. The game where I just completely flipped everybody out, I went ahead and took a stab at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they got the victory over the Carolina Panthers. Now, granted, they were at home, but I was the only one that grabbed them out. The New York Giants edging out the Chicago Bears. I was the only one on it. That was the sting game towards Cuervo. That, 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 that had the sting. That had to hurt. And we'll talk about that one with Cuervo here when he gets up online. If we, we, we might have to wake him up out of a dead sleep. Might have to, depending on how much he's been drinking since that game has happened. He's probably doing a lot of drinking. And the rest of them... We're all good until Sunday Night Football, where I went ahead and picked the – I was the only one to pick Chargers over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Those were my games where I made up. I went 13-3, and three, the 9-7 and seven happened, and that changed the whole complexity of the picks this week on where we stand. Yeah, I, I – and I'm feeling pretty good about myself because, guys, I wasn't just a little behind. Guys, I was far behind. I mean, I'm talking far behind. And I came up on a rush in that year, week. I went 12-2 and two, and this past week going 13-3 and three, to where the standings have got a little change in it as 
Sonny moves out of the basement, and Tarvin has taken that spot at the bottom at 119.71 and 2. I have a two-game lead over Tarvin at 121.69 and 2. And I'm only now only two games out of first place from Cuervo, who had that big lead. He had a nine-game lead. Two weeks, I managed to get eight of them back. He's at 123.67 and 2. So, yeah, Sonny Clark has been able to put together a couple of weeks where I got back into it. Again, Tarvin, 119. 71 and 2, he takes over the resident bottom where I've been almost all year long. I move up to 121, 69 and 2, and I'm only just a couple of games behind my fine co host. And I, I will tell you, you know, this is where I come in, this is where I find them. And I got those games last week. And yet my, my arm hurts when I'm patting myself on the back from last week because I had a phenomenal last week. Um, and so my arm hurts, so I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to let Cuervo take over the, my show. My arm hurts. Good, good, hey, can you take over the show, man? My arm hurts. I'm going to have to get some medicine. I'm patting myself on the back so hard. You know, I need to get some medicine. How's it going there, Cuervo? Good morning. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, here. my friend. Yeah, so I got your message. Uh, I don't know if you read what I wrote to you. That I, I wasn't supposed to be available. I thought I was going to be unavailable due to work commitments today. Um, but you know what? You get, you get the bonus today, Sonny. I'll be with you for the first hour. Okay, I get the – so that is awesome. So here's what we're going to do. We won't take our first break until we get up near that top hour. So that means that we need to get Cuervo on record here. But there's a couple of things before we jump into these games. We'll do those in rapid shot like we did last week toward the end of the show. But there's some consequences that happened last week of the Green Bay Packers losing to the Arizona Cardinals. Now, Mike McCarthy out, filming in just for the rest of the season. The Green Bay Packers are not the Green Bay Packers we're normally used to seeing. Yeah, you know, Sonny, it's really unfortunate what's going on with the Green Bay Packers right now as an organization. I know you're heartbroken, aren't you, this morning? I absolutely just just in disarray. You know, I had trouble sleeping last Sunday night because I was so I upset about <laughs> the Green Bay Packers and where they are as an organization. <laughs> you can't yeah. I slept like a baby! I slept like a baby! I was so happy! No, I mean, honestly, you know, it it sucks to see a guy lose his job, you know, mid-season. You know, even if it is Mike McCarthy, even if it is the Green Bay Packers. But I'm telling you, he's already on the phone. He's already got another job lined up. We just haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. So, 
Yeah, I, I felt that your your heart would be broken about the Green Bay Packers this morning, uh, since obviously we haven't been able to get up on air. But I, I, I just want to talk a little bit, and this is not a rubbing in, if anything. Your Chicago Bears let one slip through the fingers at the you know in the overtime against the New York Giants. Frankly, my pick, I was even with five minutes left down. I, when you thought that the you know the Giants should win this game, you know the Giants are the Giants. They let the Bears back into this one, um, so I wasn't even feeling comfortable with only a few minutes left to go in the game last week. Uh, that having been said, uh, the Chicago Bears losing to the Green Bay Packers. This is our the uh, to the New York Giants. This is not the worst loss that they took, especially with the backup quarterback who was able to get them back in there. So what you're looking at is the Chicago Bears with a good backup quarterback. But my question to you, Cuervo, is my understanding the Chicago Bears are going to go ahead and bring back in Mitch Trubisky this week against the Rams. And, and you know, I don't know if it's worth it. You know, I've heard a, I've heard a few people say that, Sonny, and and and, and I understand. You know, because we're we're talking about Mitch's throwing shoulder, and, that, and that's something you don't play with. Like, that's it, right. If there's any Just type of pain or discomfort, it, right? Exactly, and and that's and that's exactly what people have been telling me. It's it's going to be Andrew Luck 2.0. Look, I, I I obviously don't want that as a Bears fan. Okay. Uh, what I tell you is that organizations, uh, you know, team doctors, they, they, they operate differently. You know, not, not all 32 teams probably follow the same protocol. I mean, they, they probably should, but I don't think they do. So with that yeah. said, uh, you know, I think that, you know, if there's any type of pain or discomfort that Mitch is feeling in that shoulder, then Matt Nagy needs to make that decision and say, you know what, Mitch, Really want you to play tonight because it is against you know the the, the top of the NFC in, in the in the Rams, but we're not going to risk it, you know, just for one game. You know, you're you're going to sit this one out and you'll come back next week against I think Green Bay. We play next week. So um, honestly, though, I don't I don't necessarily think that's the case. You know, I I I watched him. You know, they they were showing some clips of him throwing last week, and it looked like he was throwing just fine I think that what happened was they looked at it as it's just the Giants we can throw Daniel in there no problem and they turn around (laughs) and they lose in overtime you know I was at the so I'm at the mall Sonny with 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 the wife we're doing a little bit of Christmas shopping it took everything in me to not (laughs) act like a complete fool in the middle of the mall (laughs) When they lost that game, I, I I was so raged and so mad that they let a two-win football team beat them, okay, that I I, I had to have a lot of self-control <laughs> to, not, yep. to not have security, you know, uh, you know, get their attention, <laughs> so, yeah. to have security's attention. Yeah. I, I couldn't have that because not only would I look dumb, you know, in front of strangers, I would have looked stupid in front of my wife. And she yep. would have said, why are you so mad? Well, because the Bears lost to the Giants. Really? <laughs> That's what this is about? That's what yeah, this is about. she won't get it. Yeah, she won't get about. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, you know, it was it, – it just – and, you know, you can't really – I mean, Chase Daniel 
did not play a good game. I will say that. But the nope. defense, defense, the defense, the defense. I don't know if they left the game plan in Chicago and they just kind of winged it the whole game. But, man, it, I mean, Saquon Barkley was doing whatever he wanted. Odell Beckham's throwing touchdown passes. I mean, what what is going on here? So, you yeah. know, where's Joan? We need to talk, Joan. But anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah it, I couldn't I couldn't believe my eyes. I mean, what is what is going on here? So that's the classic example though, Sonny, of, of a team not taking a game serious. Can we talk? Yes, yes. Yeah, let's talk after the show, Joan, please. Let's sit down and yes. let's, let's have coffee or something, right? But yeah. um, no, and, and, uh, but here's please. one good thing that came out of that game. And, and listen, it's you know it's hard to find a good thing out of a game, but we realize that Chase Daniels is a better quarterback than Eli Manning. No, oh, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to make that argument. And I mean, the careers are just—they're not even—you don't even. I mean, save yourself the embarrassment of comparing their careers. It's not even close. So, um, yeah, Eli's definitely better. Um, He's, he's a no, lot no, 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 no. Chase Daniels is a better quarterback today than Eli Manning. Yeah, I said it. But, you know, that, that goes into the, uh, the, the not so much love you have for Eli Manning. Sonny. That one but. might be up there. That might be, on, that might be the winner of the award of I hate Eli the most when a backup quarterback from the Chicago Bears by a guy Chase Daniels no one ever heard of is better than Eli Manning. Yeah, that might get are, the award. Are, are you sure you didn't put uh, Bailey's Irish cream in your coffee instead of French vanilla cream? Or maybe or, that or pumpkin yeah. spice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, but oh man, neither one of the quarterbacks played well. By the way, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. ruled out uh, this week uh, against I think Washington. I think they got so man uh, that, so that hurts. A, it, 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 that hurts. Hurt? Hurt? How does it hurt? No, it hurts me. He's on my fantasy team. team. I'm in the playoffs. Oh, okay. He's on my All right. <laughs> yeah, he's on my fantasy team in the playoffs. And I really couldn't oh, use him. Gosh. Oh, now gosh. I got I, I, I had to take him out, and I'm putting in uh, Godwin from the from the Buccaneers. I'm praying that one that one is is a good sub because I mean New Orleans tough. defense is not that great, so maybe it works out. Yeah, and I've heard that all week that that's the case. So, uh, looking pretty good. All right, you ready for some rapid fire before I lose you? Let's fire away, Sonny. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to go into a little rapid fire here on the Couch Potato Sports Show um, before I lose Cuervo out of here. So, you let's go me. to the first game. Hey, Sonny, just so you oh, know, you yeah. got me to the top of the hour, okay? You got all right, me to the top of the hour. Of the hour. All right, top of the hour. So we, we got a little time where we can go to a – just we're going to fire. We're not going to rapid fire. We're going to fire. We're going to give Cuervo an opportunity to talk about uh, – the first game that's up on tap is the Atlanta Falcons. They're losers of their last four. Going up against Green Bay's losers of their last three. Four and eight for Atlanta. Four and seven and one for Green Bay. Uh, this one here, you know, God, I, you know, this is a battle of quarterbacks that haven't lived up to their name. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're absolutely right about that one. 
So when you look at this one, as far as Atlanta and Green Bay are concerned, what what are you looking at this one? This one is going to be a tough one here for either team to figure out who's going to win. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm half tempted to take Atlanta in this game because of the wide receivers and maybe the quarterback. Right now, Green Bay doesn't have anybody to throw the football to, but they got rid of their coach. Will they come out of firing at Lambeau? And, and you know, and that's why that's why I like Atlanta because you know you got Joe Philbin and look, he's got head coaching experience. Okay, so so I'm not knocking the guy, but uh, you know, taking over first game, all that stuff, it, it never it's never uh, a situation where it's they're going to execute flawlessly. Okay. And Green Bay is going to struggle today. I thought about taking Green Bay, and it's, it's going to sound like a weird reason, but because of the, the weather situation, okay, it's probably cold as hell up in Green Bay. And Atlanta is a dome team. So, you know, Matt, poor little Matt Ryan's going to be freezing his little tushy off with the rest of the Falcons team. And they're, they're going to be, you know, not going to be focused. So that's what, that's what kind of leans me towards taking Green Bay. At the same time, though, it, you know the Packers are, um, you know, I mean they're 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 six days removed from from letting their head coach go, who was there for what ten, no, like almost fifteen years, something like that. Many years, I yeah, think he was, something like that. Yeah, he was there for a long time. I think he was the second longest tenured coach behind Bill Belichick, of course. So I actually uh, marked that. You know, he would have been number three because. Isn't Marvin Lewis the oh, longest yeah, that's coach? Right. Yeah, let's let's not forget the guy that should have been fired nine years ago. Yeah. So okay. So McCarthy was regardless. He was there for yeah. a long time. Okay. Yeah. Number three out of thirty-two coaches. I mean, that you're up there. Okay, and you were there yeah. for a long time. So, excuse me. With that said, um, you know, going through a change after. Things being a certain way for so long, um, you can't expect everything to just con- kind of continue where it left off. It's just not going to happen. So um, I think the consistency is in favor of Atlanta, but I think the conditions and the, uh, the, the situation and whatnot is in favor of the Green Bay Packers. So really, I mean, this is a tough one for me. I, I, I might have to come back to this one. Yeah, this one was tough for me, and, you know, there's some things that I've been looking at, but I think I go with the weather portion of it. So, Cuervo going to come back up on that one. Next game that goes up on board, the winner of three in a row, the Baltimore Ravens go up against Kansas City Chiefs, who are now 10-2. The Ravens fighting for the playoff lives. They need this one. But this is a bad situation for Baltimore as they go into Arrowhead on the Sunday where they need a win, and the Kansas City Chiefs are hot. Yeah, you know, they're hot. They're at home. Uh, You know, Baltimore's got the rookie quarterback in, and I'm sure the defense is – you know, they're 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 hungry to go after him. Um, I, I, I would say, I I would say be be careful with that because Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson can get away from you. Okay, I mean we 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 all know that that guy is as mobile as it gets. So, um, you know, with that said, I, I just think you know due to the fact that Kansas City is a much better talented team and they're at home. Look, I think they're a little pissed off too, and I and I and I said it. 
I I told you that game was going to be close last week against the Raiders, and it was. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think Kansas City is a little mad at themselves. Uh, they they wanted to execute a little bit better on the road, and you know this is an AFC opponent, so positioning is is, is a factor here. So I, I think I think Kansas City is going to come out. They're going to come out swinging, and I think they they get a comfortable win against the Baltimore Ravens today. Listen, I'm going to tell you, first of all, it's 21 degrees at Arrowhead. So the, the weather is not really an issue over there. But what's important in this game is, is Kansas City's mentality. Because if they don't watch it, they could end up being tied with the uh, San Diego Chargers. I'll mark that. Los Angeles Chargers um, after this week. So Kansas City needs this game as far as staying on top of the AFC West. Yeah, they do, and, and you know, a lot of people are, are were writing off Kansas City, you know, after the whole situation with Kareem Hunt. I, I wouldn't do that. Look, I know it's it's a huge loss. You're talking about the guy that led the league in rushing last year as a rookie in, in Kareem Hunt, and that's a big loss. That'd be a big loss. You know, it's a big loss for anybody. Um, but what the the difference between the Kansas City Chiefs losing a Kareem Hunt and a lot of other teams is that Kareem Hunt being the NFL's leading rusher would be the, 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 the centerpiece of those offenses. He's not the centerpiece of this offense, okay? This offense is centered around Patrick Mahomes and his two favorite targets in Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. If one of those two guys go down or you lose Patrick Mahomes, you lose one of those three, then I, then you start to worry about the Kansas City Chiefs. Losing Kareem Hunt, look, and, and this is this goes for the whole league, all right? Running backs come at a dime a dozen. Okay, ask the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. If anybody knows about that, it's that team, okay? So, them losing Kareem Hunt, yeah, it sucks. And, and, and you know, you wish you had him, but it's not, it's not, a, it's not a deal breaker. Okay, so don't write off the Kansas City Chiefs just yet. And don't anoint the New England Patriots as AFC champions just yet. Well, Cuervo, I'm going to tell you right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are lucky they got the the Oakland Raiders last week instead of Baltimore. Because of the mental factor, because of the Kareem Hunt, they're lucky they got the NFL dog last week more so than the good quality football team because they would have lost last week. And that only shows, uh, just look at the score, how Oakland damn near ended up getting back at them. So they are damn lucky they, they got an NFL dog last week after the Kareem Hunt situation. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I see your point. You know, I mean, if, if they would have been facing a tougher opponent, a more challenging like opponent Baltimore. than the Raiders. Yeah, like Baltimore. Um, you know, that game could have went different. And, and plus, it was on, it was a road game for the Chiefs. Um, now they're back home. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how the crowd kind of uh, responds to the team and whatnot, you know, going through, going through a situation like that. Um, you know, I, I'm sure they're, they're – they're, you know, they're going to stick behind. I, I think the Chiefs, you know, I don't think we talked about this last week, Sonny, but I think the Chiefs uh, uh, really sent a good message. Uh, you know, they did the right thing by letting a cream hung go. They didn't let the whole factor of, well, you know, he's really good and we could really use him. They didn't let that, you know, uh, uh, 
be a be a fuzz uh, or you know a blur in their in their decision to to release that guy. Um, yeah, he's really, he's talented. Don't get me wrong. Any any team would love to have him. Um, but I think we need to really look at this situation where you know you you can't you have to tell people that you you don't accept that behavior. And, and it's not even about the fact that well it's just one mistake. You can't you can't destroy him. You know, he'll, he made everybody makes mistakes. Yes, you're right. Everybody does make mistakes. Where Kareem Hunt re- went wrong, though, Sonny, is that he wasn't upfront. He wasn't honest about it. And on top of that, there's more stuff coming out about him. Other incidents, okay, about Kareem Hunt and his, you know, behavior and, and, and the way he acts uh, you know, when he's not on the field or, or whatever. There's more stuff coming out, and, yep. and that's that's the problem that that uh, the Kansas City Chiefs had, and that that's what people have to understand. It's not the fact that they're they're trying to destroy him for one mistake; they're they're destroying him because his his morals and his ethics in the situation. He wasn't honest about it, okay? And there's more stuff coming out, and quite a bit. Let, yeah. let's, let, let, hey, you, you want to talk about something. That, that, that's a very interesting thing that you say there, but I'm going to put this in there. Let me talk. This is real simple. Everybody is going to lie in that situation. I'm sorry. There's no NFL. There's not an NFL. Maybe Tim Tebow, but he wouldn't be stupid enough to do it in the first place. But every NFL football player is going to lie about that situation because they're worried about one thing and one thing only, and that's getting paid. Simple as that. So, so, you know, he knew he did what he did. I mean, he's not an idiot. He lied about it. Now, he didn't get away with it. He got away with it for a little bit. I mean, we're talking about we're all the way into week 13. He got paid for 12 weeks. So he was he was worried about his money, period. And, and you can sit and argue with me all day long on that. Uh, but Funny. every football player is going to lie in that situation. What money, though? He was on his second year of the rookie contract. He, he wasn't going to get a get deal the, for another two to three years. Cuervo, he still needs that weekly paycheck. Remember, he's a 21-year-old idiot who don't know how to manage money. But I'll tell you right now, once that thing went down, he learned to manage money and seeing how he was only going to get it for the next 12 weeks. Yeah, you know, I, I, would, I, would, ex- I would say that I understand that, that point if it was an 18-year-old college kid. 19-year-old college kid. You're talking about someone who's 20. Look, and you know just, just as well as I do, there's a difference in the mentality of a, an 18-year-old man and a 21-year-old man, okay? There really is. There is? And, and, and I think so. I okay. thought differently from 18 to 21. But then again, you know, I, I've you know, I, I lived a different lifestyle since I was 18 than, than most 18-year-old men do. So – Maybe for me that's easy to say, but I, I mean, to me, I, I think the decisions that 18-year-olds and 21-year-olds make are, are are a whole lot different. So, like when the whole the whole uh, uh, situation with uh, 
well, like I'll use Reggie Bush as an example uh, with the whole situation about, you know, what happened at USC with, with his mom and, and all that stuff. That, that was the decision he made as an 18-year-old college kid. Right. Okay, Kareem Hunt as a, as a 21-year-old, she, I would think by then he would have matured a little bit more. Yeah. I, you would think. You know, made better decisions. And, and yeah, you know, and it, but, it, but it didn't happen. That's the point. It didn't happen. And, you know, now all this other stuff is coming up. It's like yeah. they're peeling the onion back and they're finding more and they're finding more. So, you know, whether, whether it was, it stems from when he was 18, um, you know, and if, you know, and if that's the case, Sonny, I'm not even going to blame Kareem Hunt. I'm going to say, you know, the NFL, the NFL and, you know, GMs and owners um, should be ashamed of themselves for, absolutely for doing the part that they did and not being upfront about, Certain things. I'm not saying broadcasting. Either to that the, or not doing. Do, either that not not doing due diligence on the guy, because you know you know they take the right. word of what uh, something's been said instead of doing do, their their full investigation on the guy that they want to take. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying broadcast everything uh, to the I men because if if we did that if we if we just aired everybody's dirty laundry out there would be no sports there would be nothing. Yeah. You wouldn't get you wouldn't get highlights of games. You would just be talking about everybody's, you know, moral decisions and 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 all the all the mistakes that they've made and dumb stuff that they did as kids. I mean, there would, and that's all you'd be talking about all day. Yeah. All I'm saying is that these teams between between the the the, the franchises and the league need to be a little more honest with themselves, and that, and that to me is what the problem is and that's why when certain things come out when certain news breaks it's it is a huge deal because you hit it for however many years or you 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 know quote unquote failed to disclose or you know it just they weren't up front with the league or the league wasn't up front with them or whatever the case may be. And that and that's why these, these stories blow up so much because we find out, well, the NFL knew about it, you know, since 2017 and blah, 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 whatever. Yep. You know, and and that's what makes it look bad. That's what makes it look bad. It's not about, it's not about Kareem Hunter or, or whoever the person they're talking about is Jameis Winston. It's about the fact that people know about it and they turn a blind eye to it. That's Absolutely, what makes the story looks bad. Absolutely. So the Cream Hunt situation real interesting as far as where they are. That having been said, let's head into the next game for Cuervo as we're going to do this a little quick here. As the Carolina Panthers, who I stopped working last week, and I was correct. Uh, they took the loss last week. I was the only one that didn't take the Carolina Panthers. My, my, my Oh, there goes my shoulder again. They go up against the, the Cleveland Browns, who are 4-7-1. and one. They lost last week, should have won that game, but they didn't. Uh, this is a typical Browns. Carolina, you know, stick a fork with them. I mean, are they going to win today, Cuervo? No, I don't think so. I think Cleveland wins this game. Um you know, Carolina's on the road. Um, they they they've lost what four games in a row now, something like that. Yep. 
um, Carolina is just – they've gone ice cold. They went from being a contender in the NFC to, you know, I don't even know what they are now. Hell, I, I don't even know if I should start Cam Newton today. I've got, I've got Cam Newton – or I've got Case Keenum against the 49ers, and I'm just completely, you know, I I don't know what to do. So maybe Sonny Clark can help me out. But but yeah, I'm taking I'm going with the Browns. Um, you know, just because Cleveland is so cold right now, I, I don't I don't see it happening. Well, here's <clears throat> what I know is is that the Carolina Panthers right now. And listen, Greg Olson for the rest of the season. That's another hit. So I already stuck. I already stuck a fork in him. Now you can just dig it in a little bit deeper. Um, so I also found out that the Carolina Panthers only have a three percent chance of making the playoffs. So you know you can really much you can pretty much wipe them off. So you know I don't know who you start in that situation because I don't know who you got as your backups. But I probably start Cam Newton because yeah. You got Case Keenum? Case Keenum is my backup. And <laughs> yeah, who, do, who, who do they have this week? That's Seattle. Uh, well, right, no, no, Denver's, Denver's playing San Denver. Francisco. Oh, you know, I'd probably start Case Keenum. I'd probably start Case Keenum. You might be you might be right in that situation to not start him. I don't know because you know how many weapons. I mean, you lose Greg Olson, you lose a big weapon, and I don't know how good Cam Newton is at finding new weapons to get the ball to. So, you know, he's going to be forcing right. the ball out there all day long. So it could be a long day for the Carolina Panthers. Who knows? Yeah, I, and I think it is. I think it is going to be a long day. Um, I mean, I mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, you know, about this Cleveland defense. Look, they're they're solid. You know, good yeah, secondary, uh, you know, linebackers. They get to the quarterback. That, yeah, they get to the quarterback. That front seven is good, okay? And the secondaries, you know, they're no slouch either. I mean, it's a very good yep. defense. Uh, I still think the, you know, the wild card for them is Baker Mayfield. You know, Baker Mayfield, um, you know, sometimes he Hot looks cold. great and then – Sometimes he just looks like what a rookie should look like. So yeah, it's it's really tough to decipher. Uh, but uh, but I think just because of how cold the Carolina Panthers have gone, I I think I think Cleveland wins this football game today. Should be an interesting one. We'll break that down, and I'll get my picks on that one a little bit later on. As we're going through Cuervo, looking at the six and six Indianapolis Colts who lost a bad game last week, and the nine in a row Houston Texans. I mean, just by alone looking at this game, I just want to take Indianapolis just because I don't expect Houston to win ten games in a row. Uh, what are you looking at in this one, Cuervo? Yeah, you know, I, I really like. Indianapolis, uh, you know, I'm I'm happy to see them, you know, playing well again. Uh, I just think, you know, the past couple of weeks they've they've, you know, gone flat again. Um, but uh, you know, yeah, I give a lot of credit to Houston. You know, I thought they were a fluke. You know, I, I was I was expecting them to start losing games again, uh, but they they've proven me wrong. Um, I, I mean, I think Houston is is a legit contender. Um, you know, do I think they're up there with the with a New England or Kansas City? No, they're not there yet. But I think they have the potential to get there in a couple of years once Deshaun Watson, uh, you know, really, uh, uh, you know, improves his craft a little bit more. 
Uh, but, uh, you know, at least for today, I think, I think Houston uh, will, you know, me at home, uh, Lamar Miller's playing great for them. Um, you know, he's starting, he's starting to come to up and, and, and uh, make some big plays for them. And that's what they need. You know, it can't just be Watson Hopkins uh, the whole game. You know, you got to have other options. And Lamar Miller has stepped his game up the past, you know, a couple of weeks and, and given them another option to go to. So um, I really like the way this, this Texans team is playing. Um, you know, nothing against the Indianapolis Colts. I, I think they're still a legit contender. They, they need to work on that defense, though. Yeah, they always need to work on defense. But when you look at Houston, they were definitely a benefit of a great schedule because the only team that they had that was worth a nickel was the Dallas Cowboys during that nine-game stretch. It started off with Indianapolis. Then it went to Dallas, Buffalo, Jacksonville, Miami, Denver, Washington, Tennessee, and Cleveland. Okay, those are all pretender teams except the Dallas Cowboys, if you want to believe all the hype that's going on with them right now. Uh, so when you look at that, that's where that's where my confusion comes from when I'm going to pick this team uh, or pick this game. So we'll take a look at that one a little bit later on. That's going to lead us into the next one as a, uh, Cuervo is on Indianapolis, heading on into the next game for. Uh, the Cowboys Sports Show, the New England Patriots, winner of two, go to Miami, winner of one, Miami tough at home, Cuervo, New England not great on the road this year. What are you looking at in this one? I mean, Tennessee uh, beat them at home. That's right. That's right. Um, but, yeah, I picked that one. Go. Yeah, that's right. I picked that one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, just uh, just real quick, oh, just to let you know, though. Again. I'm sorry, my arm. You okay? Yeah, you good? I, I think I think I, I popped it back. I popped my shoulder back in. I'm all right. You gotta stop patting yourself so much on the back. Like, there you go. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> no, but uh, just to go back real quick, I, I, I'm going with Houston, not Indianapolis. So. Oh, okay. Just Houston. Enough. Very good. All right. Yep. Um, you know, but for this one, though, look. Uh, I, you know, when I, when I looked at this game, I thought about last year and, you know, it it didn't, it didn't go well for the New England Patriots. Okay. Um, New England has looked a little more vulnerable this year. I think, you know, maybe, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm seeing things differently than than other people are. Um, but, uh, look. It, it sounds crazy, but I tell you, he's not playing today. But they've got a guy down in Miami now, in a Danny Amendola, who who was with New England for years. Okay, nobody. I mean, not very many guys know the way the Patriots operate more than Danny Amendola does. Good okay? point. Which is why I'm pulling the trigger. I'm going to pull the trigger today, Sonny. I'm going to take the Miami Dolphins to pull it off today and beat the New England I'm Patriots actually doing well. that myself. And, and the main reason is, is because, first of all, the, the New England Patriots haven't been great on the road. Second of all, this year they've underestimated teams that they have, you know, that they should have beat. And all you got to do is go back to that Tennessee team. Because Tennessee's tough at home, so are the Miami Dolphins. Now, granted, they may not win every game at home, but they're tough at home. And that's a big difference. I'm, I'm, I'm actually revealing my pick on this one. This, 
I'm going with the Miami Dolphins on that one, too. We'll talk a little bit more about it in the show, but I'm on Miami as well. So that one should be an interesting watch when it's on red zone. So we're going to go into now, you know, the New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints finally hit the field after that bad last, a loss on Thursday night last week. They go against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and boy, oh, boy, I, I'll tell you this, Cuervo, there's a team right there that does not want to beat the New Orleans Saints, and that's Tampa Bay today. Well, yeah, well, don't, don't forget. I mean, they they beat them week one, uh, but that's when, uh, you know, since – and I'm going to say it just because I know you love it so much. That's when Fitz magic was happening, Sonny. So, <laughs> but I tell you – there, there ain't no magic anymore in Tampa Bay. Uh, well, although they've won two in a row, Cuervo. They've won two in a row, which, by the way, um, I've picked the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the last two weeks to win. And guess what? I, oh, 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 I've been right. I, but I've been right. Ah, there goes that shoulder again. <clears throat> I want to get that thing looked at. I, I, yeah, it might, I might, I'm burning out way too easy. <laughs> but oh man, but you're, when you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you get the Saints off that bad loss on Thursday. Oh my God, this 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 could be a bloodbath in Tampa Bay. Yeah, and not in favor of the Bucks either. I no, mean, you know it's it, it, it. There's there's going to be two ugly games today. All right, this was one of them. This is definitely one of them, and, you know, I think the Saints will will definitely rebound from, you know, losing a game that they shouldn't have lost. Um, right. You know, so, I mean, I, I don't – I can't tell you who's going to be the, the, the big-time performer. It could be Kamara. It could be – hopefully it's Mark Ingram. Uh, prayers for Mark Ingram, please. Uh, there you go. It, could be, it just could be Drew Brees throwing, throwing it to everybody. I mean, there's no tell- – I mean – Hell, it could be the defense. The defense could come up with double-digit sacks or pick off Jameis Winston five times, and two of them are defensive touchdowns. I mean, there's, there's really – I don't know where it's going to come from, but I'm telling you, Sonny, the Saints are going to absolutely embarrass the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home. Yeah, they're going to throttle them. It's going to be ugly. You're, you're, you're. Now, the, the next game that's up on my board here, Cuervo, as far as ugly is concerned, and I know we're thinking ugly in a different definition, but this one's going to get ugly just because it's ugly. 4-8 winner last week, New York Giants going against no quarterback Washington Redskins, loser of the last three. This <clears throat> is going to get ugly. I think this is going to be an ugly game regardless. I mean, I, 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 I'm actually going to take the Giants to win the game just because, well, the Redskins are playing Mark Sanchez? Yes. <laughs> by the way, Mr. By the way he, recovered, he recovered a fumble with his butt. I mean, I have never seen a player do so much with his butt in the NFL. But Sanchez, you know, the the, the butt fumble, and then he recovers a fumble with his butt last week. Amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, butt fumble part two, but this time he, he recovered it. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're, that doesn't mean we're going to forget that it happened the first time. But, yep. you know, look, uh, I, I – I, I just think this one really comes down to the fact that, I mean, it's Mark Sanchez. So the Giants are going to win. It's not because they're a better team. It's because, yeah, (laughs) I I actually trust Eli 
as funny as it is to say, more than I do Mark Sanchez. Without Odell Beckham. Even without Odell Beckham. <laughs> Absolutely. So that one, you know, it's real interesting. We'll talk about that one. We'll break out some numbers and stuff like that a little bit later on. But next game that's up on board for Cuervo, the New York shot Jets, 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 three and nine, loser of their last six, and the head coach out the door at the end of this season. The Buffalo Bills should have won last week, but I didn't pick them. But I was right, you know, last week uh, not taking the uh, Buffalo Bills um, as they took on a Miami Dolphins football team. Uh, That having been said, uh, you know, this one's a tough football game, but, you know, I I have a tendency to lean against the home team when the visiting team has lost six in a row. Yeah, I, I tend to do the same thing. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I look at this one, Sonny, and, you know, Buffalo Buffalo took care of business when they, when they played last time. And, um, you know, that, that's, what I, that's what I try to go back to is like, look, last, you know, last time they played, what happened? And last time they played, well, but like I said, Buffalo had their way. I mean, 41 to 10? And now they get this game at home? Yep. Look, some people might say, well, you know, it could be the other way around this time. I don't see that happening. The Jets have not done anything to show that they've improved over the season. Buffalo, now they have Josh Allen back. Um, I don't think they had Josh Allen the first time they played. So, on top of being at home, that, that to me favors – the Buffalo Bills in a big way. Um, you know, hopefully, hint, hint, hopefully, Shady McCoy, Sean McCoy has a good day. Um, I kind of need that. He must play. be in your fantasy league. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I'm starting him because last time, last time he had, uh, you know, he went off on the Jets defense. He goes 140 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, and a couple of a couple of touchdowns. So he had twenty four yeah. fantasy points. So I'm yeah. hoping for a repeat performance today. Big day, and you want to talk about a coach that should have been fired mid season? Todd Bowles should have been gone a long time ago, but that's just not the way they do business up in New York. But that having been said, on to the next game here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as I got Cuervo for the next six minutes. So it's rapid fire time. As the Cincinnati Bengals go into golf and the uh, L.A. Chargers, I'm having a tough time with that, Guerrero. Who you got in this one? Oh, gee, Sonny, I don't know. Maybe I'll take <laughs> Cincinnati. Maybe yeah, I'll take uh-huh. Cincinnati. Pick yeah. Pick blown out. <laughs> yeah, something like that. I can't even fall for that. Here's an interesting game, though. Denver and San Francisco, Guerrero. Six and six Denver. Uh, they don't have their wide receiver. They lose him. Winners of their last three. San Francisco's losers of their last three. This is a tough football game because both of these teams are pretenders. Right. Well, I'm sorry. I missed what game we're talking about here, Sonny. Denver. Denver at six and six, and uh, San Francisco at two and ten. Yeah. You know. I mean. Uh, you know. San Francisco only two wins on the year. Um, I mean, you know, 
I don't. I don't think this one. There's really not much to talk about. I mean, Denver. Denver's the better team. I think they they go into San Francisco and get a win. I think they do too. Should be easy, and I just expose that one. But hey, the Detroit Lions loser the last two go to Arizona, who won last week, which was pathetic. Um, beating the Green Bay Packers. Um, you know, theory says they should be able to beat Detroit. Are you going to go and take that leap, or are you going to go with Detroit? Yeah, I like the. I think I like the Lions in this one. Um, you know, I just don't see enough offensively from the Arizona Cardinals. I mean, David Johnson's starting to pick it up. Uh, he's playing. He's you know they're handing him the ball a little bit more now, which is what they should have been doing. But I think it's more that David Johnson's healthy. So um, that could be the challenge for Detroit, just stopping him. Other than that, though, um, you know Detroit's got some offensive problems of their own. But I think they'll find a way to uh, to get it done. I like the Lions in a close one. So that brings us to the next game as far as that's concerned. The Philadelphia Eagles, winner of their last two, six and six. The Dallas Cowboys, we'll have to talk about the Super Bowl win. I mean, they win last week. Uh, this one here, atypical. I've already put it out there. Philadelphia Eagles are going to win this game because the Dallas Cowboys don't know how to follow up a marquee win like they did when they beat the Saints 10 days ago. They also have the rest advantage. They're going to lose this game. Yeah, Sonny, you know, here's bloodbath number two that I talked about. Um, and, and this is this is uh this is where the the Dallas audience fires me as your co host because <laughs> I, I think the Philadelphia I think the Philadelphia Eagles are gonna go in there and they're gonna embarrass. They're gonna destroy. They're going to blow out the Dallas Cowboys because of what you just said. You know, I mean they I mean, when, didn't they throw a parade uh, on yes, Friday to the Dallas I Cowboys? I think so. I think they went down the same route John F. Kennedy went. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, the, the parade <laughs> has already been set up. You know, Dallas Cowboys 2018-19 Super Bowl champions because they beat the Saints on a Thursday night in week 13. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, I'm sorry, Cowboy fans. You, you, got, you can't. I don't understand why they go so crazy over one win. My goodness. Because it, it was that is just what they do. Well, that's the mistake that they make. They have made, and they will always make. Eagles and continue win to make. Big today. Definitely. Should be. I, 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 I almost hope that it is big, but we'll, we'll see what happens in that one. That takes us to Pittsburgh, who lost last week. Shouldn't have lost last week, but hey, the Chargers got him at home. But Pittsburgh goes on the road to beat Oakland, who put up a pretty good fight last week. Uh, but this one's quite simple as well, Cuervo. Yeah, yeah, this one is pretty simple. Um, you know, the Raiders are the Raiders, uh, and I don't – I don't see them really having much of a chance today. So yeah, they're, they're, they're playing like, for the first round draft pick. That Cuervo, it's simple. Well, I mean, yeah, but they also need you know the Bears and and, and they need the Cowboys to lose some games too. But that's not going to happen. So, um, you know, should be interesting. Them. Yeah, they're going to have yeah. yeah, they're going to have the first pick and then they'll have you know two picks in like the twenty thirty. Yeah. 
Yeah, so they definitely, well, they definitely need to grab that one up, which takes us to the game where I've already exposed my pick because I don't know how the your Chicago Bears are going to beat the Rams, but, I mean, are you feeling really confident about the Chicago Bears beating the Rams? The only thing I've seen that was a positive is they're at home. They are at home. Um, you're talking about a West Coast team that, um, you know, they don't know what 30 degrees feels like. I mean, I don't know the exact That's a good point too. temperature. I don't know the exact temperature or, or you know, the conditions in Chicago right now. Uh, but, um, you know, it's going to be a night game, so it's going to be nice and cold right there at the lakefront. degrees um, and clear. Okay. Well, then look, regardless, I mean, it, it's going to be cold because you got the winds coming right off of Lake Michigan right there at the Absolutely. stadium. Absolutely. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to go do the research because I have to work today, but I'm curious to know what's the coldest conditions Jared Goff has played a football game. I'm, I'm interested to know that because this tonight, tonight might be the coldest game he's ever played in. And don't be surprised if they mention that in the game tonight. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. I don't know if it's to be true or not, but that's, you know, on top of that, you know, look, you know, the Bears, they're embarrassed about losing that game to the Giants last week. I think that's motivation to to want to go in this game and, and prove that they are a legit contender in the NFC. And, and it's not even it's not even the fact that I'm a Bears fan, but I really believe that, that um, you know, that, that the Bears can hang with this, with this Rams, with this Rams team um, more in the offense. You know, Mitch Mitch is going to be back. You know, would you believe me if I told you that the Bears have the number five ranked offense in the NFL right now? I can't tell you when the last it's been it's been years since that's happened. And Quavo, I don't think it's ever happened because they've always lived on the team that has its defense more so than their offense. So that's just a traditional. you know, Chicago Bear football. So uh, that one should be – it should be an interesting game here tonight as, as far as that good Sunday night football game to watch. I'll actually watch that game more so than just look back and forth on it. I, and, I, and I'm hoping to be home from work by then. I, I should be home by from work by then so that way I can, I can enjoy it and, um, you know, hopefully it starts my week off uh, on the right foot. So uh, let's go Bears. Bear down. Well, let, let's go to Monday Night Football then before we got to get you out of here as it is mm-hmm. the Seattle Seahawks at home taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Seahawks surprisingly have won three games in a row and are trying to make their way into the NFC playoffs. Minnesota 6-5, and five, loser last week. Uh, pretty important game for both football teams. Yep, important game. Uh, look, you know, Seattle looks like they're getting it together. Uh, which could save Pete Carroll's job at least for one more year. And, if that's all uh, he wants you know, to do. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, very good point. Um, you know, Minnesota's starting – they're starting to struggle. I don't know what's going on with them, but the defense looks, you know, subpar. Uh, I mean, they're still, they're still a really good defense, but not dominant like we all expected. So, um, it's going to be interesting to see if, if you know, if this, this Seattle offensive line could continue to – do what they've been doing. So I, I actually, you know, I like Seattle at home in that game, um, you know, just because of how well they're playing. 
Uh, you know, the, the offensive line is protecting Russell Wilson uh, a lot better than, than they have in, in recent memory. And, um, you know, they've got some receivers that are starting to step up for them. And uh, it's, it's, you know, it, like I said, it's just, it just seems like Seattle's getting it together at the right time. So I like the Seahawks. Blasphemy! The blasphemy! I know. I can't, I know. I can't believe. I can't believe you said you don't know why the Vikings are going on the backslide. Why do you think that that's happening, Cuervo? Oh, here we go. Cuervo, come on! Can you get the guy to win a football game? Nah. And, and that's that's one of the problems when you look at the, when you look at that football team. You know, it's really sometimes it's really simple. Uh, when you have her cousins at the quarterback position, sometimes you're just gonna have to tell yourself. I don't think you know, so, Jim. I don't think they're gonna be able to win. We'll find yeah. we'll find out. But it, you know that that you know I I can't believe you came up with that. Uh, you know, I don't know why the Vikings are not playing well. I know, I, I know that's what you believe, okay? I think it's a combination, though. I think it's a combination. Look, you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, he makes some, you know, some, some bad throws, okay? Like, like uh, you know, like he's wearing a blindfold, okay? I understand that. But the defense, I mean, the, I don't know. I don't have the numbers that in front of me, but I'm telling you, the defense is not – doing what we have known them to be. I mean, it's just not happening. I so. will give you that. I will give you, know, you it, that. It, I think it's a com- – but it is a combination. I'm not saying it's all on the defense. I think it is a combination of, you know, the defense, uh, you know, letting things kind of slip through the fingers. And on top of that, yeah, you know, Kirk Cousins not playing the best. He's really <laughs> – he he's not playing very good right now. Uh, do I think he's just absolutely terrible? No, uh, but I think he could be doing more with the receiving core that he has. Uh, maybe a maybe a lack of a running game. Even though Dalvin Cook had a good game, I think last week, or he, you know, they're starting to step it up. You um, know, I still think that uh, you know the defense has a lot to do with it. And Cuervo, they're only averaging 23 points a game. And when you are the Vikings, uh, you got to score more than that, especially when your defense isn't playing as well as they normally do. So you're you're absolutely right. They need a little bit more from both sides of it. Um, But they're not playing Kirk Cousins to be an average quarterback. They're paying Kirk Cousins to win football games for him, and it's not happening right now. And that, that all you got to do is go back to that Bears game. All right, they lost that game 25-20. to 20. Um, So that game was at Soldier Field, but still – when you're paying your quarterback to do that, you got to do it. You can't just get wins against the Arizona Cardinals and the Jets and the Detroit Lions and expect to be, you know, who you are. So, you know, it, it, right. anybody can get wins against pretenders, and that's what Kirk Cousins does. He gets the wins against pretenders when it goes up against teams mm-hmm. that are fighting for playoff spots. They don't win football games, a la last week against New England, Chicago, New Orleans, Rams, okay? And they lost to Buffalo. All right, so, you know, say what you will, but those losses out of the losses that they took were all against uh, quality playoff football teams. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
you know, I mean, they, they, I guess Minnesota's just not what we thought they were, uh, you know, just yeah. to, to go Dennis Green on you. Uh, yeah, you know, rest in peace to Coach Green. But I mean, you know, maybe the Vikings—they they are who we thought they were. Maybe they're not Absolutely. who we thought they were. So I, I don't know. That I defense like is, yeah, that that defense right there—it's it, it, going to be interesting. They—they got to wake up, especially now. Last four weeks of the season, and you've got to show up if you're the Vikings, because if you don't, it could be a long last part of the season for you. As they they have Seattle, Miami, Chicago uh, again, and Detroit. So. You know, Cuervo, the schedule sets up for him against the – you take out the games against Chicago, it, it sets up for him pretty well, except this week against Seattle. So, Miami, Detroit, they should be able to get that win if they are as good as they're supposed to be. Right, exactly. And and, and it could push them back into the wild card race. But, look, you know, you got you to gotta close. You got to finish. So, Yep. You can't allow those type of games to slip through your fingers, so we'll see what happens. It's all about the fourth quarter, absolutely, especially in December. Every single game is about the fourth quarter unless you can get out to a 21 nothing lead. So you've got to play right. in the fourth quarter in December. Or you, you and can even then, the that's, not a, that's not a for sure win. That's a good point, too, because if it, as far as what offense is headed your way, you know, not not that these offenses that are coming, no offense against the Chicago Bears, even though they're ranked number five, these are not offensive juggernauts headed their way. So they should be able, at least defensively, to hold these two teams back. We'll find out whether or not they can get it done on Monday Night Football against the Seattle Seahawks. Well, Cuervo, I show you for more than the hour, so that means that you've got to go ahead and head out. I'm glad I had you at least here for the first hour. Yeah, me too, Sonny. I, I didn't know I was going to get this time. So, um, you know, if I get lucky and get more time, I'll, I'll call back in. But if not, uh, enjoy Red Zone. Uh, you got my picks. If there's one yep. that I missed, um, I'll, I'll get those to you as fast as I can. You didn't miss any of them? Okay. Just, I, I wasn't wait, sure. Oh, wait, wait. The Atlanta game, Atlanta and Green Bay, you're still thinking about. Yeah, let's that go was back the to one that, that you. Yeah. Do yeah, you have an answer yet? Uh, you know, just just because I keep thinking about the inconsistency uh, with M- McCarthy not being there anymore, I- I'm going to go with the Falcons. Okay. And what was the other game that you were on the fence on? I know you went Houston, Houston uh, over uh, Indy. That was one that you were yep. thinking about. Was yep. there another one? I think that's all of them. No, it was just that yeah. one that I wanted to go back to. Got it. All right. You're all set. You're locked in. I'm going to go over. All right, I son. went over some of my picks with Cuervo, uh, but we're going to have to go into our first break as we are here on the couch with Taylor Sports Show. It's our regular Sunday morning tradition. We lose Cuervo for the rest of this ride here, but maybe we'll grab him up if he's able to get there. So what we're going to do, we're going to go into our first break here on the couch with Taylor Sports Show. And that being said, our Sunday morning tradition continues into the 14th week and in our ninth season on air. I, I, I added it up. Folks, this is our 80th program 
in 2018. Boy, we just keep it going. And we, we got a couple more shows to go with the NFL. We also have Raleigh Eagles Varsity Basketball headed our way. A couple more of those as we move in and before we move into our 10th season that kicks off in February. Again, our only one and only guest that will be on our 10th anniversary, it will be the Mac Man himself. It will be Tom McManus on our 10th anniversary show. They're on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll take that quick break, and when we come back, I'm going to break down what I see out on the football field on the NFL. We'll be back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus, two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs. For homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett, give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. 
6364. This is Semi Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark Radio Voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. As we make our way back into the Couch Potato Sports Show, we are in our second hour. As we are talking all NFL on our show here, as lots of things going on in the NFL, so we might as well take a look at some of the news that is coming out of the NFL. Now, we talked a little bit about Mike McCarthy and the situation over there as far as the Green Bay Packers are concerned. And, folks, I, you know, I'm listening to a lot of things that are being talked about as far as Aaron Rodgers. And I completely get what people are talking about as far as Aaron Rodgers is concerned and whether or not, you know, he should have a say in who's going to be the coach of this football team. Now, if you're the Green Bay Packers, sometimes you got to do the right thing. Now, was it right to have to give all the money to Aaron Rodgers? Uh, you know, in hindsight, of course, that's not a great decision. But if you're the Green Bay Packers, that's what you got to do. And people are asking, and people have asked me, you know, why, why did they have to do it? Well, it's real simple. When you're when you're the Green Bay Packers, and you have a legacy of what they are you got to make sure that you can figure out how to win football games. And really, if you take a look at the Green Bay Packers for the last five to six years, and we've been covering them right here on this Couch Potato Sports Show, I'm going to tell you right now, the Green Bay Packers are all about quality at one position. Now, is it good, bad, or different? I don't know. But when you go back and you take a look at what's going on as far as since 2008, okay? Now, remember, 2008, that was 10 years ago. It's been all about Aaron Rodgers, who had to back up Brett Favre. Now, 
You take a look at Brett Favre and what he did over his year since 1980. Uh, well, he started in 1992, mid-season after uh, Don Majewski was, was out. He started the first three games. Brett Favre came in after that, you know, monstrosity at the quarterback position. And all he did is start every single football game since taking over for Don Majewski. So that, you know, we're talking since 1992 all the way to his last football game for the Green Bay Packers in 2007. So what has been a mainstay in Green Bay since 1992? Great quality quarterback. The problem with that, unfortunately, I'll get to, is the fact that they only have two Super Bowl rings since that time. But the quality at the quarterback position since 1992 is a given. Now, you can go before that and look at where their quarterbacks were and what they did, which was not much, by the way. Before... Brett Favre uh, went in there. They had uh, Mike Tomzak and then Blair Keel, Anthony Delwig. Don Machwaski was 88 to 92, four seasons. Then it was Randy Wright and Alan Reiser. Or, or mark that, Risher. Last time they had a quarterback that was worth a nickel was Jim Zorn, and he was in a backup position, but he had the – they had to play because of injury to Lynn Dickey. Guys, there weren't many Super Bowl winning coming from those years as David Whitehurst was the quarterback for him a long time. Okay? This football team didn't see a good quarterback from the year 1971 until Brett Favre took the field in 1992. And who was it before? Many years, many Super Bowls with Brett Starr, or Bart Starr. Then you go back and look at the history again. Didn't win, didn't win, didn't win, didn't win, didn't win. So... When you got the quality at the quarterback position, it, what I'm saying is you have to pay for it. And during those times, we're talking about Bart Starr, Brett Favre, and all these, you know, the, the quality guys that came that way, you have to pay for them. And that's just what you do in Green Bay. The problem with Green Bay is twofold. Number one is, is that you have to protect this guy. He's your $100 million man. You better spend some money on the offensive line. And plus, the Green Bay Packers are very okay with trying to come back and win a football game because they don't have a defense. All you've got to do is take a look at how many game-winning drives that Aaron Rodgers had to do in order to win a football game because the defense got him behind in the fourth quarter. It happens all the time. So whether it's good, better, and different, you have to have this type of quarterback. And in today's game, unfortunately, your quarterback, especially if he's a $100 million man, has got to have a say on who's going to be on the sideline. And I'm not saying I like that. I hate that. But here's one thing that I want to put out there. 
I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers is out there talking about who should he be a part of it. This is all coming from the media. And I don't know if the media is correct in saying Aaron Rodgers wants to say on who's going to be there or not. I don't know. But traditional mindset tells me that you should probably get input from the guy that you're expected to win the football game from. And not because of the defense, not because of anything else but Aaron Rodgers. And that is obvious because how much money they spent on him and how much money they don't have to pay mediocre players to try to be superstars. But that's what Aaron Rodgers is supposed to do because he is the million-dollar man. And we can talk about it all day long. But, I, again, I don't know how much Aaron Rodgers is really talking about he should have a say in the quarterback position. I have not listened to many of the actual recordings of Aaron Rodgers saying anything, never mind that I want to have a say on who's going to be on the sideline. Aaron Rodgers may not have even said it, and this might be speculation from the media. I don't know. But conventional wisdom will tell you that you probably should get in opinion from the guy you're expected to win football games for you. Now, if they don't go with that conventional wisdom, then you, you're going to get what you, you're going to get. I think you should probably let him have a say, if that's what he wants. Hell, he may not even want – and to me – I don't know. Aaron Rodgers does not seem to be the type of guy that wants to say too many things. Maybe he does want to say in what's going on with the quarterback position. He'll figure out the personnel when they show up on Sunday. See, I don't know what kind of guy Aaron Rodgers is. But I will say, I would definitely ask him a couple questions. Good, bad, or indifferent. But it is what it is. The Giants will be out, out without Odell Beckham Jr. I say who cares? Okay, we're talking about football team that's won three football games this season. I can really care less what a superstar on a three-game, a three-win football team is all about. And I can care less. And I've always said this. I'm never going to go back up on it. I don't care about Odell Beckham Jr., I don't think he is as great as everybody thinks he is. I really don't. And, yes, is it because I think he's a punk? Absolutely. But I will tell you this. Now, this is not his fault, but he's got Eli Manning throwing him the football. That is not great news for an Odell Beckham in your career. That's the reason why he got the money. Now, if the Giants go back and find a quarterback that can get him the damn ball, which is what he should be demanding, and I'm not saying he shouldn't, maybe Odell Beckham can be happy in the near future, but he got the money, honey. I mean, we talk about it on this show all of the time. Simple fact of the matter is, is if you got the goods, you should get the money. Absolutely. Should get the money. But will the Giants be with Odell Beckham this week with a three-game winning, you know, three games winning on the side? You know? I don't think so, Tim. Don't think so. Will we see him for the rest of the season? I don't season? think so, Tim. I don't think so either. 
And the simple fact of the matter is, and I'll just put it out there, and I don't care what anybody says, it's real simple. When Odell Beckham has been out on the football field this season. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. And I'm putting it out now. I don't think that's necessarily his fault, but that's the result of having an Eli Manning and a Odell Beckham Jr. on your football team. So, also, I, I want to I want to just touch basically, just really quick, because you know, this goes back, and, and I'm probably not the right person to ask, but I'm going to put it out there and give my opinion. This idea about um, defensive and Jerry Hughes being fined fifty three thousand uh, dollars for a confrontation with an official in a in a tunnel. You know, there's a couple of things that I want to put out there, okay? They got a new drug out on the market, and and I really honestly think Jerry Hughes needs this drug. So, Jerry, you need to go see the team doctor, and you need to ask for the new prescription called Groaset. Okay, so because if this did happen, Okay, if this did happen, and evidently the official called him a quote-unquote vulgar name, you need a new prescription. It's called Grow a Set. Grow a Set, and deal because listen, do you know how much abuse these officials take? Forget from the, the head coach, but everybody. And you want to talk about officials? They don't complain about this kind of stuff. It's real simple. Jerry Hughes, you were in the wrong, period. Number one. That's number one. And, it, again, you need to go see your doctor, get the prescription. It's called grow a set. Grow a set. Act like you're more than 14 years old or maybe even 10 where your little mommy will come up and pat you on the head. Oh, he caught you a bad baby. We need to go talk to the teacher. This is horrible. Grow a set. It's a new prescription, and that is my new line. If you can't grow a set, then you don't need to be in the National Football League. If you're offended because someone calls you a name, make sure you're not calling the official a name. Because let me tell you something. I'll just play odds on it. I'll probably get my money back and then some. I bet you that Jerry Hughes has probably, you know, called a vulgar name to one of those officials before. I don't know. Conventional wisdom just tells me that's what's happened. Grow a set. Jerry Hughes Grow. It's, it's a new prescription, and, you know, uh, matter of fact, it's not your doctor. You need to go see a psychologist to get this one. Sickening. And they should find him. And $53,000 is a good fine. He won't do it again. And if he does, I hope it goes to 106. These officials take a beating each and every year from every single football player out on that. And I'm not saying that they're always right. Okay, and I'm not even saying that they don't blow a call. But 95% of the calls that happen out on the football field are right. And if you want to be 
the big man that stands up in the middle of a classroom calling out your teacher for one thing that they may have done wrong, that you can get your five minutes of fame. You, you got it, but you also get a $53,000 fine. You deserved every penny of it, and I'm glad you got it. Grow a set. Jerry Hughes, you, 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 it's pathetic. I mean, I, I, my, my gosh, you play football, for crying out loud. You go hit men back and forth. Oh, but he called me a name. God. Bunch of wusses. Football games is not for wusses. It simply is not. I mean, if you want to be a wuss, then go play chess. I, I, I don't know. It's me. And, and all this other stuff, you know, I, I, I remember when I, I, okay, I'll just put it out there. I remember when, when I, I actually went out and did what I did. I actually went out and I, I was on the field for a little bit, not very long. I was, I was out there because I'm a wimp, period. Simple as that. Uh, you couldn't take it, and that's the last person that needs to take it. But here's what I'm going to tell you. We go back into the age, okay, where football has never been about being politically correct. It's never been about patting everybody on the back and backside and telling them everything's going to be great. Okay? It's just not that way. You take some huge criticism when you play in the National Football League. And the guy that comes to mind to me is Jonathan Martin. Jonathan Martin was mad that, you know, Richie Incognito, you know, mistreated him. You know, he bullied him. You know, at one point I was actually, I think, on that guy's side. But I think there's another guy that needs that prescription called Broaset. This is the NFL. This game is not for the weak-minded. It's not for the weak. It's for the strong. And if you get offended by someone calling you a name or bullying you, you know, that's the way NFL football has been played for years, and sometimes there's some changes to a game, and I completely get it, and it comes around. But the mental toughness that you need to be to be an NFL football player has got to be there, and you've got to be able to take criticism. You've got to take someone calling you a dog. You've got to take people calling you names out on the football field when you screw up. And I'm, ty- I'm, I'm tired of making excuses for players. Yeah, maybe, he, you know, he was mistreated. Now, I, I'm going to put it out there, and I'll say it. Richie Incognito is definitely a hothead. There's no question about that, okay? But the simple fact of the matter is a bullying in football, please, you know, you know all, all i got to say is just really simple. You know, you've got to be able to handle it. There's no such thing. Thank you, Joe. There's no such thing as bullying in football because if you can't hack it, get off the football field. And that's the way football has always been. This is not a finesse game, okay? This is a game where people brutalize each other physically as well as mentally and call each other names. Hey, get off the football field. I'm sorry. I'm so tired of the political correctness BS that happens out there. If you can't handle your teammate calling you a dog or whatever it is they're going to call you, 
I get it. Now, here's what I will say about the bullying. Having Jonathan Martin have to pay for everybody's meal at a restaurant because of, you know, a rookie or whatever, I will be on that guy's side all day long because I'm a cheap bastard. I, I guess that's what it is. But as far as what happens out on the football field, grow a set. It's my new commercial. I'm gonna, I, I want everybody, as far as you being a wuss out on the football field, to grow a set. If you can't handle the mental portion of this game, then you don't need to be there. And if you are the kind of person that takes these kind of things personally, grow a set. NFL has never been about the week, and it it shouldn't start that way either. That having been said, all right, I, I kind of went out there. What kind of game can we expect from the Green Bay Packers this week? It is a good question that you have to ask yourself. And the Green Bay Packers game this week is going to be an interesting one because this game is a very important game for both of these football teams, not because of what they're trying to do as far as making it into the playoffs, but this is a big game for a couple of reasons why. Number one, Atlanta, if you can't get past the Green Bay Packers and that lackluster defense, especially in the secondary, okay, you need a new quarterback because evidently Matt Ryan isn't good enough. And if you are a wide receiver, three names come to mind for the Atlanta Falcons. If you can't get the job, job done, and I'll just say it right out, Julio Jones, you know, has had a monster year, okay? But here's the thing. He could have, could have had a better year. Matt Ryan has to deliver the football, and he hasn't done it all year long. Four wins tells you that out of 11. So, Philman. Going to go ahead and take over the reins in Green Bay? Will that be a match made in heaven with, with, with the quarterback and Philman? I don't know. Philman, you know, it, he's, he's the kind of guy, you know, he, he's not a head coach. I mean, all you got to do is look at his record when he was at Miami. I don't know it off the top of my head, and I'm too lazy to go look it up, but it wasn't good. I mean, Philman had a way of you know being with players and players being on his side. Absolutely, and uh, it should be really interesting on where they will be. I got a message out to Tarvin. We need to know his picks this week. So we knew he was on Tennessee. I was on Jacksonville. Cuervo was on Tennessee as well. So those Tennessee uh, victories, um, I don't know why. I thought that Jacksonville Jaguars could get back into it. But anyway, back to the Atlanta Falcons in Green Bay. I mean, we can look at we can knock all this stuff down, okay? How's it going to be? I mean, new 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 head coach. But the Atlanta Falcons are. My, I said four and seven. They're actually four and eight. They're in a four game losing streak. Okay. Dan Quinn is probably going to be gone at the end of the season. Arthur Blank gave Quinn the the old dreaded, you know, vote of confidence, which means that. You got only, you know, let's say 12 games. You only have four more weeks to make it. 
start packing. U-Haul boxes are pretty cheap, by the way, just to let you know in case you didn't. So you might need to get some U-Haul boxes. But these two quarterbacks are two quarterbacks are guys that should be in the top five. One is, the other is outside of the top ten right now, and he shouldn't be there because of the weapons that he has. Those that think that Aaron Rodgers is a mental midget and can't get over the firing over Mike McCarthy, and in a game that is atypical for the Green Bay Packers, you're crazy. Simple fact of the matter is Aaron Rodgers could be the offensive coordinator on this football team, and it wouldn't change that damn thing. But they might get a victory. So after a three-game winning uh, streak, Reverse to a one-and-four you know, start. Atlanta has failed to reach 20 points in any of their four consecutive losses. What makes you think that they'll be able to do it in the brisk down there in Atlanta I just, I, or in Green Bay? I just don't see Atlanta coming close at all. I really don't. I think Green Bay might even route this football team. Atlanta, and just to throw you know, a little fuel on the fire, Atlanta, they rank last in the NFL in rushing yards and 31st in rushing attempts. And that's what they need to do in this game, quite possibly, and that's probably not going to happen in Green Bay. So the Falcons have been hurt by losing Deontay uh, Freeman. But if you're the Atlanta Falcons, someone's got to step up in that role. And Matt Ryan's got to deliver the ball. And he just hasn't done it consistently enough all year long. And listen, Aaron Rodgers, listen, I'll put it it a different way. Right now, Matt Ryan could not carry Aaron Rodgers' jock. It's just the way that it is. This might get this might get incredibly ugly, and and I, I don't think and and I could be wrong because I don't think a lot. There's no question about that. I don't think that they can get back into it. I don't think Atlanta. I think Atlanta has has just you know mailed this in and they're done. Green Bay is always in the game when you have an Aaron Rodgers at the quarterback position, so that part will never change. So I'm on Green Bay on this one without question. And that's going to take me to the next game. Baltimore Ravens, you know, they're 7-5. and five. They're winners of their last three. Kansas City, you know, they won last week against a Oakland Raiders football team, which, by the way, folks, you know, that game was a lot closer than the scoring put it out there. But I always have questions about, first of all, rookie quarterbacks, which Lamar Jackson will be starting this game. Um, he has been the quarterback in the last three wins, which tells me Joe Flacco is up on there. And if the Arizona Cardinals or football teams like the Jacksonville Jaguars are not on the phone with this guy, you've dropped the ball, fire your general manager. Joe Flacco is going to be available because everybody is going to fall in love with this rookie quarterback who's going to fall on his face next year because that sophomore slump, it hits these type of quarterback each and every time they come out. But the Baltimore Ravens won't be smart enough to keep Joe Flacco. They'll let him go because of his contract. There, I said it. The Baltimore Ravens 
and, and the way that the playoff race is needed, the Baltimore Ravens need this game. On the other hand, so do the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs are dangerously close to be lose, you know, in a tie in the NFC West with the Chargers. And the Chargers got a hell of a win in Pittsburgh last week. Yeah, that's right. I was the only one that picked it on this show. And they, they're a surefire win today. Baltimore and Kansas City today, this is not a walk in the park for Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. They lose this game. Chargers are going to win today. Hopefully they don't fall into that thing where they have no business losing this game, so they'll do it like they've done before. But I'm on the Chargers this week. If Kansas City loses this game, they're going to be tied all at 10, uh, uh, Marquette, 10 and 3. There's something to play for as far as Kansas City is concerned. They have got to have a win. Now, where they act mentally with the Kareem Hunt, like I said, when I was talking to Cuervo, they're just lucky they got the uh, Oakland Raiders last week because if they would have got the Baltimore Ravens this week and that whole situation came down there, this is a loss. But here's the thing. It's hard to go into Arrowhead. And listen, as much as I like I, – I, I, I like – Baltimore's chances of winning this game with Joe Flacco at the quarterback position that I am with Lamar Jackson. Sorry, that's just the way it is. Because this kind of game you need experience at this time of the year when you need to get a victory to take you in. It can't be Lamar Jackson as your guy, but that's how they're going to continue. And they're going to ride the storm out with him. The Chiefs, 10-2, and two, they own the best record in the AFC. They hold tracks and home field advantage throughout the AFC playoffs. But, oh, contraire, mon frere. Patrick Mahomes only needs 77 yards today to become the first, I mark that, become the third, first, or second-year quarterback to throw 4,000 yards and 40 touchdowns in a season. Okay, the other ones that have done that are, are Hall of Famers, Dan Marino and Kurt Warner. Kansas City is averaging the league-best 37 points, and that's my problem today with the Baltimore Ravens. I desperately want to pick the Baltimore Ravens in this game. They're 7-5. and five. They got the NFL's top-ranked defense and allowing – uh, the league lows in points at 17.7 and total yards in 281. The Ravens are holding down the sixth and final seed in the AFC wildcard right now, but four teams are on one game back, so the players cannot afford to get caught up in all the statistical matchups against the Kansas State Chiefs, but I don't think that's going to be the problem. But when I look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and folks, they have had an outstanding season. And listen, just to let you know, I'm a closet Kansas City Chiefs fan. I'll admit it. But when I'm looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, whether or not they can get the job done, that's not necessarily the question. Remember, they started off rip-roaring going 10-0, and or mark that, 9-1, before they lost to the Rams 
Rams a good playoff football team. They lost to New England, good playoff football team. But here's my here's my only thing. They got to win in week one against the Chargers. That's a playoff team. Week number two, they got to win against the Pittsburgh Steelers. That's a playoff team. But after that, folks, we're talking San Francisco. We're talking Denver. Jacksonville sucks. Cincinnati sucks. Denver sucks. Again, they got two wins against Denver. Cleveland is not great. Arizona sucks. And they lost against the Rams, and they beat the Oakland Raiders. Tell me who they beat since week number two of the NFL. That's worth a damn nickel. So that's the reason why I've been flip-flopping on this game, because what have you done for me lately is what comes to mind when I think about this football team. And Janet Jackson's all over this much as I want to pick the Kansas City Chiefs, this is a defensive football team, and this is a, also a football team that knows how to play in cold weather. So that's a, and this is also a football team that gets there. That I'm going to pick the Baltimore Ravens today, and the reason why is not because of Lamar Jackson at the quarterback position, because I don't trust him and I don't like him. I don't think he's a great football uh, football quarterback. I think he sucks. Okay, I put it out there. I think he sucks. He might be enough just to get over the hump because Kansas City hasn't been able to score very well against football teams that they lose to. Now, granted, there was a big game. I'll give them that. 40 points. Those are two football teams that are good in the New England Patriots and the Rams, but what do they have? They are able to run on the football team on the defensive side of the ball on the Rams, who were not very good that week, uh, and they hadn't been the two weeks before that. They were pretty good, and then something happened. Someone shot them in the ass. Something happened to them. And the New England Patriots had never been known for defense. So they are going up against a football team that is the number one defense in, in the, the big-time stats when it comes to this one. I'm on Baltimore, and it's not because I want the Baltimore Ravens in, in the playoffs. I don't give a rat. So they're going to be a one and done. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is the time of the year where that defense becomes very stingy. There is no question about that. And at 7-5, and five, they damn near can win this division because Pittsburgh, although I think they're going to win today because they get Oakland, Baltimore has to stay in row because if they want to – maybe they can get the, get the AFC North. If the Pittsburgh Steelers drop this football game against the Oakland Raiders at home, First of all, we'll find out whether or not the Oakland Raiders are playing for that first-round draft pick. And then second of all, if the Pittsburgh Steelers probably, you know, lose that, you know, you, you are looking at a division where you should be maybe, and they should have eight wins, but they let that first game go against Cleveland Browns. They should be eight and four, not seven, four, and one. Baltimore needs this game. They need it mainly to stay in the realm of the wild card. But when you're only one, in reality, you're a half game back. You're a half game back from the from the from, from the lead here. I I don't know. I'm going. To, I'm just going on a hunch here. Now. Kansas City should win this football game, but something tells me Baltimore's going to get up in this game and they're going to show up. 
And that's not good for that's not good today for Kansas City because the Chiefs are winning this week. So watch out for that one. That should be a very interesting game coming up there. That having been said, of course that's the name of the show. I'm gonna head into the next game that we are gonna talk about. Uh just within the uh way that we got going on. Uh, I had Jacksonville. I'm on Green Bay. I'm on Baltimore. Uh, Carolina and Cleveland, we are on this one. This is a confusing game for me. It really is because I don't know what Cam Newton we're going to get. But what I know is that the Panthers don't play well on the road. What I know is they don't have Greg Olson at the tight end position. What I also know is, is that this is all on the shoulders of Cam Newton. He'll either be Cam Newton's superstar or the Cam Newton flat tire. Also, what I know is that I think this team lost confidence in their head coach. Rivera is going to be fired at the end of the season. You mark it. Book it, baby. Book it. So, the Carolina Panthers, interesting game against Cleveland Browns. It, it, normally, we should be sitting there talking about how really Carolina should be walking all over them, but Tarvin's going to be the first to tell you that they, you know, I, I put the fork in the Carolina Panthers two weeks ago. Then they go back and then they lose last week. And, guys, the Carolina Panthers should not have been losing to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last week. They're on the road. I I just don't feel very comfortable picking Carolina because I don't know what their mindset is. I don't know what their mentality is. So um, I'm going to go Cleveland in this one. Although I think in reality the Carolina Panthers should win this football game, but I don't think mentally they're there because they're mental midget. That's what the Carolina Panthers are. They're playing really well. Everybody's having a good time. Or oh, we're losing all the time. You know, I just don't think they're mentally stable. And then when you lose, you know, vital things on the offensive side of the ball, and that Greg Olson loss. Remember, Carolina Panthers have a three percent chance of making the playoffs. They're done. I stuck in the, I stuck a fork in them last week, and then when I hear, heard about Greg Olson, I just pushed it in a little bit deeper. Three percent chance of making the playoffs. I'm sorry, I'll take the ninety-seven percent. Thank you very much. Yeah, I did the math in my head that quick. So I'm 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 uh, and, and it's a great story for the for the Cleveland Browns too, if you think about it. Because Cleveland will be a five-win team, and they should be six because they should have been able to beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then they had three games that go go into overtime. This has been a good year for the Cleveland Browns. And if you expected more, you're crazy. But it's obvious from that whole situation with Hugh Jackson and uh, Baker Mayfield, that was a bad relationship. I don't know what started it. But it was something they could not get over, and the team went ahead and said, Baker's our guy. Sorry, Hugh. Now, most of the time, I'm, I'm pretty much on Hugh Jackson because that guy has been able to do a lot of things, especially defensively for football teams. I think in this case he had to go. And if Cleveland gets this victory here, I mean, it, it, could you imagine the Cleveland Browns being five-win Games again, this should have been six many times over. 
We're seeing a different football team. There's been a change in the culture, and that happens when you get a quarterback. Now, whether or not Baker Mayfield will be a sophomore slump guy, which I, I, I 80% chance it's going to happen, if he defies those odds, Cleveland is going to be a team that the in the AFC North that Pittsburgh, Baltimore are going to have to worry about. Oh, yeah, and don't forget about Cincinnati, but Cincinnati can't fight themselves out of a paper bag right now. And Cincinnati is going to be the Cleveland Browns of the AFC North. You watch. But I'm on, I'm on the Cleveland Browns this week to get the victory. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're heading up near the top of the hour. We're going to take this to 15 after the hour before we take a break. So I'm on the Indianapolis Colts, who are 6-6. Six six. They take a bad loss last week, guys. Bad loss. Matter of fact, I'm so mad at them because the fact of the matter is I could have went 14-2 last week. They should have been able to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And how pathetic they were on Thursday night. They should be ashamed of themselves. They get the Houston Texans that are riding a big-time win streak going into this one. Houston's won nine games in a row. They're going for 10 in a row. Listen, listen I'm, I'm just going to say this. I picked the Houston Texans to win this division. I didn't expect them to go on nine-game winning streak in order to do so. I just expected them to win it because Jacksonville's Jacksonville. Tennessee can't decide if they're going to be consistent all year long. And the only chance that they didn't have to win this division is the team that they're playing today in the Indianapolis Colts, who are 6-6, six and six, and take a bad loss against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Andrew Luck's got to be able to bounce back off this. The good thing for Houston is they are at home trying for a 10-game winning streak. Folks, let's let's just put this out here, okay? They were 0-3 when they went into overtime against the Indianapolis Colts in the fourth game of the season. 27 seconds left to go, extra period. The Colts opted for a first down on a fourth down play. From their own 43-yard line, Andrew Luck threw an incompletion, and the Texans took over that game, completed a 24-yard pass, and then a game-winning field goal to get that game. That game was close. But what happens in these uh, division games? You see knockdown dragouts. Now, I'm an odds guy. I don't expect the Houston Texans to win 10 in a row. It's not because I don't hey, – listen – it's not because I don't think Houston's the better team. I just, you know, odds, odds are there for a reason. In the Indianapolis Colts are a good football team because we are seeing more from Andrew Luck. Now, if this was the Oakland Raiders, I'd say they get the 10th game in a row. But it's not. And if Bill O'Brien and the Houston Texans think that they're going to walk in there and get a 10th win without it being a, a job, that's going to be a problem for them. Listen, they beat the Browns last week 29-3, and they should have slaughtered them 42-13. Maybe 42-7, because one of those touchdowns was a joke. Deshaun Watson, Andre Hopkins, they've been key figures in this offense, and they have to continue doing that. And after throwing seven interceptions in the first six games of the season, Watson has only thrown two picks, only throwing and, and throwing 12 touchdowns in the past six games. Those are huge numbers, but they are not those crazy elite numbers. 
Those are good numbers. They're respectful numbers. He's also ran for 375 yards this season. He gets sacked a lot, though. He's got 15 sacks over the last four games. So what's going to happen is Indianapolis needs to get the quarterback. I don't know if they're going to be able to. So they're going to have to figure out how you're going to have to stop uh, you know, Hopkins, and he's got 40 uh, receptions, 1,515, uh, mark that, 1,115 yards this season, eight touchdowns. And he had a season high, 10 catches for 169 yards and one touchdown the last time these two met. So there's a lot of stuff here. But there's no question that they, the strength of this football team is their defense. And J.J. Watts with 11 and a half sacks. Clowney has seven himself, combined for 18 and a half sacks. Watts continues to have problems with his knee. This is the time of the season that they can't have J.J. Watts have a problem with an injury. And this, I hate to say it, the M.O. of J.J. Watts. And when they are right now going to go up against the Colts, by the way, who are ranked first in the NFL uh, as far as the terms of pass protection, only giving up a sack every 2.83% of their pass plays. So 3% of their pass plays is when they take a sack. Andrew Luck is getting the protection, but Luck was sacked last week on Sunday against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which has that defense. So what can you expect in this game? You could probably see getting pressure on the quarterback. But I think the injuries are going to come into play here as well. And I don't want this to happen. And I don't wish it on the man. But J.J. Watts is going to go down between now and the end of the season, and they're not going to be there for the playoffs. It's going to happen because this guy is injury prone. I'm not saying the guy's not an out crazy, out just crazy offensive mind or defensive mind. I'm not going to say that this guy is not a a Pro Bowl guy. I am going to say he's injury prone. The Colts right now, they have got to get better in a hurry. Because right now, they're virtually in a must win as far as their playoff hopes are alive. Because all you got to do is look at the standings and see where they are. Tennessee, hey, will they get a win today? Or they they got the win on they got the win on Sunday night mark or Thursday night, mark that so they're seven and six they got to keep up with Tennessee never mind Houston Houston can go on a slide but Indianapolis has got to go in there and they got to get that victory if they want to stay in contention in the AFC because listen Los Angeles or Kansas City have wrapped up the wild card period one of them so that means. That they're in a battle against Miami, a six-win team, if they win today, you know, I don't know. But I bought Miami. So they could go to seven and six. They got Baltimore. Will they win? I, I'm on Baltimore. If they win, they're seven and, six, uh, seven and five or eight and five. Then Tennessee is seven and six. They got to stay in running with them. So Indianapolis This is a must-win for them, and I think they're going to get it today. So I'm on Indianapolis to snap their winning streak. 
and Miami, they're going to win. So they're going to keep that whole thing very interesting in the AFC. Game that was on board was New Orleans and Tampa Bay. That's going to be a bloodbath. I'm not even going to talk about it. Waste of time. And if you want to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to beat the New Orleans Saints, even though they're at home and they've won two games in a row and the Saints lost last week, you can go ahead and do so. But that's going to get ugly. Now, an interesting game this week before we take our break. I'm going to talk about this one because I like this game. Even though it's a, you're talking about two football teams that are a mess. And they're a mess for all total different reasons. And I'm talking about the Giants, who won last week, who I thought would beat the Bears. I thought they beat them in regulation. But they got the win in overtime, big time. Washington, three games in a row, just really simple. When you don't have Alex Smith, you're the Washington Redskins. You lose the lead in the NFC East, who you did actually have a strangle on hold on until they lost Alex Smith. This team has been three games under the L with those clicks. And unfortunately for them, I don't see how they don't get out of the way on this one. I don't see how they get the win. Mac, even though I, I, I hate him with a passion, Eli Manning, and I don't think he's a great quarterback at all, never have thought so. I don't care how many Super Bowl rings he has and all this other crap. I don't think he's a good quarterback, never have, never will. But he's better than Mark Sanchez. Now, the only difference in this one, there's a couple of reasons why this is an interesting football game. And one of them is, will we see Sanchez be as good as he was when he was, you know, I don't want to say he was a lead quarterback, but when he was a good quarterback with the Jets and he took the Jets to the playoffs two years in a row, or will we see the butt man? I don't know. But here's what's going to have to happen for the Giants to win. I'm going to pick the Giants to win this game. But Eli Manning's got to deliver a ball to somebody, obviously, besides Odell Beckham, who's not out there in the football field. That means he has to be consistent. That means he has to have a good game. That means he needs to throw for 267 to 270 yards and three touchdowns, maybe even two, to get the victory here today. If Eli Manning doesn't do that, they lose this football game. You can come back and check the archives. If that Washington Redskins football team wins this game, it will be because of Eli Manning not being able to deliver the football to the people he hasn't. I'm not saying that will be his necessarily his fault, but he still has to figure out a way to get that ball delivered. Should be very, very interesting as far as that's concerned. The Jets and Buffalo, I'm all over. Buffalo Jets are god-awful. Should have fired uh, Todd Bowles a long time ago. They haven't done it. They're going to do it at the end of the season. So we're going to see that change. There's going to be a lot of changes as far as football teams are concerned. So what we're going to do is we're going to go into the afternoon games, and we'll talk about one of them before we take our break. And this one is this one's pretty pathetic if you think about it. Yeah, I said it, pathetic. And say whatever you want, but Cincinnati Bengals are a pathetic football team. They're pathetic because they've lost four in a row. They've lost A.J. Green. They've lost their quarterback, Andrew Dalton, Andy Dalton. And, boy, do they wish, wish they had their backup quarterback a couple years back. It ain't something in my mind, but young cat. But, no, 
They're not. The Chargers, okay, they're 9-3. and three. They can clinch a playoff berth with a victory here. Okay, so can the so can the Kansas City Chiefs. By the way, just to let you know. So, two different directions, without question, being the Cincinnati Bengals, who are five and seven. Again, this is a team that's lost four games in a row, taking on a Chargers team that won two games in a row, got a huge victory, and I'm talking a huge victory on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. The Chargers need to change the, who they are, and they've done it, and they've done it this year. I picked the Chargers to win this division. I wasn't very far off. If it wasn't for Kansas City going off, that would be a surefire thing going on. But now they're in a battle. But simply put, the Chargers helped their chances to reach the playoffs for the first time since 2013 by collecting their ninth win in 10 games, and that happens at home. And you can talk about all the scenarios of what they are and what they have been in the past, but this year is this year. But here's the thing. They have to continually come with the same intensity that they had in that game on Sunday night against the Pittsburgh Steelers where they won by a field goal. The Chargers erased this 16-point deficit and won the game on the last second field goal that came on their third attempt, by the way, where the Pittsburgh Steelers hopped off, and they even hopped off on that one three times in a row offside. So they need to have their kicking game in line because here's one thing. I want to say that the Chargers crush this football team, but sometimes they're just not capable. When you talk to – Los Angeles Chargers, not the San Diego. I'm just still stuck on the San Diego Superchargers. I am. But here's the thing. When you're the Chargers, you don't blow anybody out unless you're playing the Cardinals. If you remember correctly, they they walloped the Chargers or the Arizona Cardinals a couple weeks back, 45 to 10. But they, they don't kill football teams. Okay, in their victories. They lost to Denver by one. They beat Oakland 20-6. to six. They should have wiped the floor with them. They beat Seattle. That's a good football team, by the way. They got better, and they were getting better at that time when they lost that game. They only won that game by seven, 25-17. They only beat the Tennessee Titans by one. They did crush the Cleveland Browns, but who doesn't? But Oakland, Oakland hung in 26-10. San Francisco only lost by two, 29-27. And they got an 11-point win against Buffalo in week number two. So they don't blow football teams out. And when I look at this game, I see no Andy Dalton. I see no A.J. Green. I see no possible way that the Bengals can score more than 17 points in this game. But the Chargers will only score 20 and win the game. Again, I'm not saying it's the right way to happen, but it is. But at one point, if you look at the season for the Bengals, they were 3-1 and one on the season. But then a loss against the Denver Broncos last Sunday, I, I'm going to tell you right now, 
just crushed the postseason dreams right on out the window. I think they got one percent chance of win and getting into the playoffs. Then that wasn't bad enough. They lose Andy Dalton with a thumb injury, and then AJ Green plays on injured reserve with a toe problem. Green finished the season with 46 catches, 694 yards. He averaged 15.1 yards of reception, equaling the high, his second highest average in his career, and he's done for the season because of an injury. And I'm going to tell you, I don't think that injury is in play if Andy Dalton is the quarterback for this football team. But really, the problems in reality for the Bengals all year long have been about penalties, whether it be offensively or defensively, that have been horrible. And that yellow hanky has got to stay in the pocket of the officials. But I just see that happening again all day long. Remember, the Chargers are a good defensive football team, and they get to quarterbacks. So that, that should be an interesting one here today. A lot of things going on. Now, we talked a little bit about this one. We're going to talk about this one because I'm going to go to break. Denver should get a victory here today um, over San Francisco. San Francisco 2-10. and 10. Baltimore, the, the Broncos, you know, I've been talking to a friend of mine about the Denver Broncos. And, and guys, listen, this is really simple. If you, I'm going to pick Denver today, but I'm not picking it with a lot of confidence. Just not, because Denver has got a problem of winning games that they should win. You can argue with me all day long, but that is what Denver Bronco football is this year. Now, I will say this. When you talk to Denver Broncos, okay, Getting that win against Cincinnati 24-10, that was nice. Getting that win against the Pittsburgh Steelers a week before that 24-17, that was nice. The only problem is is consistency for this football team. Now, they've won three in a row. I will give them that. In fact, even a victory against the Chargers, which that was a game the Chargers really had no business losing, but they did anyway. But the Broncos, listen, they beat, they beat Pittsburgh, they beat the Chargers, and Cincinnati, you know, they should have won that game in reality. It would have been interesting if Andy Dalton was there. But they take losses against teams like Houston and Kansas City. That, those are teams they should lose to. Earlier in the season, they lost to the Jets. They should shoot themselves in the foot because that game right there might cost them the playoffs because of what they're doing on this three-game winning streak, they're going to win today. They're going to beat beat San Francisco. Then next week, they get Cleveland. They should win that game. Will they? I don't know. Oakland, they should win that game. Are they going to win that game? I don't know. They got the Chargers. They beat the Chargers by one last time. I don't think they win that game. So if they want to keep their playoff hopes alive, they need to get the victory today against San Francisco, Cleveland, and Oakland. And I'm just going on record, that's not going to happen. They need to win out until they get to the Chargers. And that's not going to happen. They're going to lose against San Francisco, Cleveland, or Oakland because that's just what they do. 
And sometimes you just have to answer the question, who are you? And that's the Denver Broncos. Now, they're keeping pace with the playoff race right now. They're trying to find replacements for losing guys. And Emmanuel Sanders, I'm going to tell you right now, was a huge loss for this football team. Not only that, they lost Chris Harris, okay, all right? He's expected to at least a month after breaking his baby. He's done for the season. I don't care, even in the playoffs. Sanders suffered a torn uh, Achilles tendon while running a route in practice. So he's on IR. So the Broncos, they are looking to extend their winning streak to four and stay in the thick of a wild card run, but they can't do it with a loss today. They're doing it with guys by the name of Ike Biotum. Never even heard this guy. He's expected to fill in for Hill. And Bradley Roby at the corner position, I, you know, listen, Roby, I've heard of, but this other guy, third-round guy pick out of Boston College, I'll tell you, I've never heard of him. But then again, that don't mean anything. He's seen increased playing time in the last five weeks, but this guy's going to start. And then Case Keenum has got to be a guy that earns his paycheck. This is the time. It's December. Vital time of the year to get victories. And I'm going to tell you right out, right now, I'm going to change my pick. I was going to go ahead and I was going to take Denver Broncos today. But I'm changing my pick. I'm going San Francisco. And listen, it's mainly because I don't trust the, the Broncos. The Broncos should win this football game. They've won three in a row against mediocre football teams. But Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to tell you right now, Kyle Shanahan is the kind of guy that doesn't give up on football games regardless where they are in the standings. And I'm going to tell you, and yes, I'm going to do this. I normally don't, but I'm going to do this. The 49ers will get the return of my boy, Marquise Goodwin. Yes, former Rowlett Eagles from my Lokes right here. They get him back. And I'm going to tell you right now, that is huge. Because guess what? 49ers lost games without him. With Marquise Goodwin out on that football field, you got a couple of things to worry about. One of them is his hands. Guy's got great hands. Picks up great catches. Then number two, speed. This guy's the fastest guy. Now, this will all depend on what his health is in this game. I am making a change in the pick. I am going to San Francisco mainly because they get the wide receiver that they need. Will he be able to walk into a starting spot after, you know, a two-game absence? Maybe. But these are personal problems. And, guys, I'm going to tell you the little bit of background that I know. He lost his unborn child. His family is being is being ripped apart because of that, and there's been situations with his family and his sister. He's going to go out there. He's going to win this game for him. And I believe that with all my heart. So I'm on the San Francisco 49ers this week. 
So that having been said, what we're going to do now, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll get through the rest of these games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Is that being said, we are in our ninth season, going into our tenth. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. And take it for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costcoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? We 
can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. Just to let everybody know, it's a, it, it's it's one of those emotional games, and San Francisco, um, I think, is going to be a good game, and even Tarvin agrees me, with me on that one as well, as he is on San Francisco. I do have Tarvin's pick uh, with us here as uh, uh, the whole situation. Now, um, I'm looking, and I'm going to get the rest of his picks here in just a moment um, as I'm writing them down. Um, one interesting game that Tarvin is on, he's on the Arizona Cardinals over the Detroit Lions. I guess he's taking them at home uh, for that reason. Uh, so it should be interesting game there. Um, also, another pick that he went, he went the Chicago Bears um, or the Rams over the Bears as I went with the Rams as well. That was one I put out there a long time ago. He's also going Minnesota. I have not gotten to that game, uh, but I'm on, just to let everybody know, I'm on Minnesota on that one as well, uh, mainly because, and I know one of the things that I know about that game, and I, I hate I hate this, because what I like to do when I look at games that happen um, in prime time and on Monday Night Football, I like to take that home team uh, just j- just because of a like. I like to do that. Um, it, it, and I'm not saying that the Seattle Seahawks are not a good football team, but I think Minnesota is going to stay in it just to be close, just to be uh, just to say that he's right there. Uh, just to say they are right there, just so that you know. So, that was the game that I was really confused on because Seattle's been playing some good football. 
And, and not only that, I think they're changing the culture of that football team up there, knowing what they got to do as an NFL football team. When you don't have that dominant defense, you've got to have a quarterback. And I think they're letting Russell Wilson become that guy. I really do. And, and I like them. They've won three in a row. But, you know, it, without that defense, them going four in a row, um, it, it's, that's an odd thing as well. That's the reason why I don't like to pick, although I want Seattle to win this. By the way, just to let you know, I am now becoming a Seattle Seahawks fan just because of the BS that they've got lost out on the defensive side of the ball now. Since they lost all those guys that were being stupid and acting like idiots that I can't stand, those kind of games drive me nuts and those teams drive me nuts, I'm becoming a, a Seattle Seahawks fan now. They're, they're becoming more of what a football team is supposed to look like, you know, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Now, there are some good football teams out there with dominant defenses. Don't get me wrong. I realize that. I'm not an idiot. Okay, I am an idiot. I, sometimes it's great to be a professed uh, idiot because not a lot's expected from you. But when it comes to football and I look at it, yeah, it's, I'm not an idiot. So it should be interesting to go there. But this Detroit Lions and Arizona Cardinal game has had me wrapped up the whole time. Number one, the Arizona Cardinals. They won last week. They're three and nine. The Lions have lost two in a row. I don't know what is going on up there with Mike Patricia and that football team up there, but Mike Patricia, after you get a marquee win against the New England Patriots, the team you go to, and then you just start losing football. They're four and eight. They should be eight and four. They should be winning this division. I picked them to be higher. I didn't pick them to win this division. I picked Green Bay Packers. I admit it. I did not pick the Bears. And I don't even think Cuervo picked the Bears because I don't think he expected that, what we're seeing out of the Bears this year. But a lot of teams, a lot of players being picked up for them. You're seeing a better Chicago football, uh, Chicago football team. But in that division where Detroit, Green Bay, and Chicago are playing, not only that, you got Minnesota. You got three of those four teams that are up there in Detroit. I expected Detroit. I picked them to finish second. That just goes to show where I thought of the Bears. Sophomore slump is what I was looking at. Mitchell Chabetsky, you know, yeah, he's, he's doing all right. But Detroit and Arizona has been one that's been confusing me the whole time. Arizona right now, they got a whole situation. They're going to have a new coach over there, okay? So, you know, Mike Patricia, I mean, the Lions, I guess, are mathematically alive still, so they have to chase a dream that it's not going to happen even if they end up winning all because so many things have to happen. I mean, you know, we're talking eight and eight. They got to win the last four games. It does start this week if you want to finish eight and eight and show respectful season. Even though, but here's here's what I hate. Okay, all right. And I've talked about this before. Football teams that go and finish their season winning football games that don't matter. Say whatever you want about the Lions, okay? All right? They win this game against the Arizona Cardinals this week. Who cares? It's the Arizona Cardinals. If they win next week against the Buffalo Bills, who cares? They're the Buffalo Bills. The only game that's worth a nickel and this one is the Minnesota game they're going to play. I think that one's going to be a good one. 
and they are at home in that one. That should be a good game. And they they end up with Green Bay. Let's say they run the table. Only one that's worth a nickel in all those are the Minnesota Vikings, and the Vikings know how to drop games, so, you know, who cares? And then they're in the season, and everybody will be riding Matt Patricia on the way home. Frankly, what's best for Matt Patricia is they lose some games towards the end of the season so they can win some more games, more than four or five, and maybe win seven games, and they can see it as a positive for next year. Because Green Bay's not going away regardless of whoever coaches there. Chicago, they'll be back there. Minnesota will be better. If you're the Detroit Lions, you better get some personnel on that football team because you're in a lot of trouble as you head into it. And Minnesota has Seattle. Now, I'm going to be on Minnesota in this game because I think Minnesota's going to make this division interesting. Seattle needs this game so they can stay in pace as well. So it's really interesting. Seattle needs it to be 8-5, and five, and they could probably write themselves a ticket into the playoffs if they keep winning football games. However, I just don't see it happening. I don't see them win four in a row. I don't see Minnesota losing this one, and it's not because of what they got going on at the quarterback, which is not much. I, yeah, I said it. And the Chicago Bears have the Rams. And that should be an interesting game, but, you know, I don't see the Rams losing it. I see the Rams winning it, although Cuervo's got a huge point. It's almost where I almost want to change my pick, but I'm not going to. That's going to be some cold, 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 cold weather. I'm going to – this is such a tough game. I want to switch my pick because I think what Cuervo said was right when you talk about – What's going on? Jared Goff hasn't seen a cold football game to save his life. Guess what? It's going to be brisk. Chicago weather today. I'm going to give you the forecast, okay? By the way, this this happens at nighttime, just to let you know. It's going to be it's going to be in between 30 and 27 degrees tonight. It's already 30 right now. Mostly cloudy. It's going to clear up. So there's no particular – now, the wind's only three mile an hour, but the wind whips off of Lake Michigan into that stadium. Well, I got 30 minutes to make a decision on whether or not. Right now, I'm, I'm going to stay on the Rams. I, 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 no, I, I'm, I'm official. I'm going to stay on the Rams, it, you know. They're going to win this game in different ways, so it's probably not going to be because Jared Goff's going to have to football. You may see a big game by Gurley out there on the football field. But uh, the Rams 11-1. This is a game that I think they need to win this game. I think this has got to be a defining moment for them. I mean, they're all wrapped up in the playoffs, and it's going to happen, period. They wrapped that up last week. But, man... Mitchell Chabinsky, you know, and I go back to they should not play Mitchell Trubisky in this. I'm feels good. Great. I just got to show the coach that I'm playing and I'm feeling good about where I'm at. As long as I can show that, I can go out there every day and make the throws, I should be able to play. I'm, all, I'm you know, if I'm, the, if I'm the Chicago Bears, and mind you, I'm not. 
I don't know if I risk I don't know if I risk Mitchell Trubisky this week. I really don't. And it's not because I don't want Mitchell Trubisky to play. Hell, I don't want him to play just because of what they need to do for the rest of the season. Now, oh, good win here makes them nine and four. They wrap up that, they'll wrap up this division. That is, you think, especially if Minnesota if they, Minnesota has to lose. If Minnesota wins or uh, loses, and Chicago wins, uh, Chicago will wrap up this division. And then Minnesota will be trying to make that playoff run. And if Seattle wins, they're going to wrap up on spot quite possibly as well because they will be um, – they will. Uh, let me go here. Seattle, if, if Seattle wins – now, I, I'm not on Seattle. I'm on Minnesota. But if Seattle wins, they'll go into 8-5, and five, and they'll be the front runners of the first wild card. And, that, and that's even <laughs> – I mean, look, they got the same record as the Dallas Cowboys do, and they, they have that division. They're in the lead in that division. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But I'm on, I, the NFC is a very interesting uh, conference of football where you got Chicago, you have Minnesota, you have Dallas, you have Philadelphia all fighting for it. And if you want to throw Washington in there, you can go ahead and do so. You have Carolina at six, uh, six games, but Seattle's at seven. I think Seattle, Seattle's going to make the, uh, make the uh, playoffs, but I just don't think they're going to win on Monday night. I think they're going to figure it out in week number 17 and slide in. How all that works out is what it does. So that makes this game in Detroit very interesting because if they get a victory, they move up to five. And if they continue winning, maybe they can even get in there. So the NFC is a very interesting situation. Again, I don't expect to see the Lions to get up there, but I think they're going to beat the Arizona Cardinals this week. Now, I got to go to the game that I, I know everybody wants to talk about. And before I do that, though, I'm going to go ahead and bring on Bryce. How you doing, Bryce? Hey, what's going on, Sonny? Hey, good to see you. I'm sorry. I don't know how long you were on hold there, but uh, this whole situation, let me go ahead and let me get you the time to go to your Pittsburgh Steelers because <laughs> this is a very interesting game here today for your Steelers. Uh, you know, you know, Oakland, I mean, come on, they should get the win, but, man, would this be a crushing blow if they lost this football game? Let me let me tell you something, Sonny. I picked my Steelers last week. I told you I wasn't all that confident in the defense, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I told you there could and be I problems. And I did pick them. Yeah, I know you did. I, yep. And, and I also told you it's hard for me to trust the coordinating of this defense, and, boy, did they wet the bed last week. I mean, oh, it was man. a complete. It was a complete piss fest. Um, they pissed down their leg. The coaching staff pissed down their leg. They admitted it during the week. Well, we had a couple of Nickelback guys hurt. We just ran out of smoke, as Mike Tomlin said. It's inexcusable. They got outcoached and outplayed in the second half on defense. They can't. They couldn't stop anyone. Offensively, they still turn the football over too much. Just too many mistakes. It's not physical. It's too many mistakes. Yep. Bad special teams. Just just a debacle. I'm going to tell you this right Who's now, Sonny. I, I called in. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Who's the fault of that? 
I mean, you, you just you just went through like kind of like a baker's list of what you need in order not to win football games, you know. And, and so, who's the fault of that? I mean, I, I I think I put it on the coaching staff because I think if you want to put it on one one of those on the players, you can. The second one on the player, but in third third and fourth, somewhere along the line, you're going to have to blame the coaching staff too. Well, I put it on Mike Tomlin. He's got to do better. I mean, he's got to do better. This is why he's not. This, this is why I put him in the top three of coaches, but if you want to be the big lead dog, you can't have these type of mistakes, and they consistently Absolutely. do this. This is just bugaboo. They are, they, they are too undisciplined at, at, the, at the most crucial times in the football game. Um, I think Danny Smith, their special teams coach, needs to go after this year. I think Keith Butler needs to go. They just they don't do enough to match up schematically with other teams offensively, particularly when you're playing against good quarterbacks. Um, and I'm going to tell you this, and I called in just to say this. This is the type of game, talking about undisciplined, that Tomlin tends to lose. And if they lose Absolutely. this game, this is over. I don't care if they win out after this. They're not going anywhere. If they go on the road and lose this game, the season will be over. They yeah. might as well not even go to the playoffs because you turn around and lose to this Oakland team in Oakland and you wet the bed again, it's over. You're not going to be – you're going to lose one of those New England Saints games. And you might lose Absolutely. to the Bengals at home. The season will be over. Well, they might lose both of those, you know, yeah, as far they as – They absolutely could. They could – yeah, they absolutely could. They could be gone. That, that, that could, they could be gone. But, but that having been said, this is the atypical thing. You talk about the discipline. You talk about coaching. You talk about things. And here's one thing. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this out here. And I know I'm going to sound horrible when I say it. But I'm going to say it anyway. I honestly think that Ben Roethlisberger could give a rat's fat ass if they make the playoffs because that's just another four, three to four weeks of a lot of hell coming at him. I think I think Ben Roethlisberger's beat up. I think Ben Roethlisberger mentally, and I'm not saying he's gone, but for this year, I think he's gone. And I, I to me. When I look at Ben Roethlisberger, him not making the playoffs, I don't think would hurt his feelings. I honestly believe that. And, not, and that's not a, a knock against him. He just knows, I think, I think Ben Roethlisberger knows this team's not good enough to do well in the playoffs. You know what? I can't speak to the latter, which you said. I mean, I don't know how much faith he has in the defense. Um, I don't agree with the fact that I, I think Ben is motivated to win Super Bowls. I think he knows he's good enough. This offense is good enough. Um, I think Randy Feekner is good enough as a play caller. The problem with Feekner is that he has to start treating his offensive line as a weapon. And he's got to come out. Here's my best example. You can't tell me that the Tennessee Titan offensive line, while good, is better than the Steeler offensive line. It Look with the be. Titans. I told you. I told you, Sonny, side notes, the Tennessee Titans throw out records, throw out trash talk, throw out talent, mentality. They want a piece of the Jacksonville Jaguars every time they play them. Every time. They want to line up and say, let's see how tough you are. You talk all this game about defense and all that. Let's see how tough. And they have owned the Jaguars. You can't, get, you can't become a team that's on the rise and your division rival owns you like this. I know because I'm used to watching Raven Steelers. So when you got a rivalry that wants to be physical, you got to match their physicality. And boy, did the Jaguars lay down like dogs. My goodness. Oh, yeah. And after a good week the, uh, uh, against the Indianapolis Colts, 
defensively. That ain't the same, Sonny. Good luck at that time. Yeah, that ain't the same, Sonny. It's one thing to beat the Colts, who who are perennially a soft football team. It's another thing to line up against the team that really wants a piece of you. Like Taylor Lewan, the tackle, they want a piece of the Jaguars. They just don't think you're as tough as they are. Yep. And you have never, and, and for the past two, three years, they have come in there and smacked you in the mouth. And, and that's, that's all they want to do. As well this year, I think Rabel took him over the edge on that one um, because I think that's the kind of coach that he is. He's a tough, mental football playing coach, and that's the reason why the Tennessee Titans were able to do that as well. But they did traditionally in the past. I just think Rabel just took them to another level of let's just sock them in the mouth. Well, that's what Fickner needs to be able to do with this offensive line. This offensive line can do that. Even James Conner is going to be out. It, it, yeah. Pittsburgh's at a place with their offensive line, Sonny. It shouldn't matter who the running back is. I mean, look, I don't want to discount Connor or Le'Veon Bell. Obviously, can't replace Le'Veon Bell. I, I think Connor's been good. But <clears throat> the offensive line is good enough to where it really shouldn't matter if you really look at it. They should be able to line Connor up have over, and dominate the line of yards rushing, doesn't he, if I'm not mistaken? Connor has over 900 yards rushing. He's got quite a few touchdowns as well. I think he's got like five or six touchdowns. It, this kid's having a good season in replacement of Bell. Again, this off the top of my head because I, I just know I thought I saw that right. number over 900. Right, right, right. No, no, no. I mean, he's a good player. James Conner's a good player. I don't want to – I don't want to downplay that, but I will say the Steelers have a – they're out of place as – each team is different, Sonny, and they're out of place as a team where the tailback position is so important, but yet you have such a good offensive line. Even with the backups, you should be able to run up a line – you should be able to line up and run the football on anybody. Good point. They may stop it in the first quarter, but they ain't stopping it in the third. Like, you got to stick with it. Feetner, I think, gets too cute sometimes, gets a little too pass happy because the offensive line is good at pass protection. But you got to be able to run the football, and I want to see them be more balanced. Look at the Titans. I mean, I love watching that. I love to throw the football. But watching them against a division rival, just say, you know what? We don't care about who you guys think you are. We're the tougher football team. Yeah. They just lined up and said, forget the passing. You want to tackle us. And, boy, two, did they run them over. That was embarrassing. Two things that are going to happen here today. If – the Pittsburgh Steelers lose this football game. Number one, it will show Oakland is just as bad as they are, um, you know, losing the way they are. If they win this game, that means they're not throwing it. Uh, so I'll give them that. So that's a good thing for the Pittsburgh Steelers because Oakland's throwing these games, at least it sure looks like it. So that having been said, if they lose to a team that is known to be throwing a football game and they lose to them, how pathetic would that be? And, and you can write the Pittsburgh Steelers off in that case because that is not what you need to see happen for them this you know, at least to this point in the season. Yeah, I mean look, you get out of Oakland with a win, you get to eight four and one, and then the next three games are setting you up to see are you gonna make a Super Bowl run or not? Because but you got to beat Oakland. This is must-win for Pittsburgh. They Absolutely. have to beat Oakland to only have a season. If, if, and, and normally, I don't get into the, you know, certain games like, oh, this is a must-win. No, this is a must-win. Because is, of what has happened the last two weeks, this is a must-win. You, this is your season. You, you lose to Oakland and the season is over. It doesn't make your season, but if you lose, it's over. Absolutely. So you can win. You get the win, and then you set up a three-game playoff. 
with the Patriots, Saints, and Bengals. Absolutely, and that's the key. The rest of the season is up on that schedule, and that's a brutal ass schedule headed their way, uh, like you said. So you know, you know, for, forget uh, forget all that other stuff. If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers, you, you've you've got the, you can first of all, you cannot overlook this game. If they overlook this game and they get beat by Oakland, it, you know, it, just write them off. Because the last three games, you know, you know, or the next three games, not the last, because they have four games. They have Oakland today, New England, and the Saints, and Cincinnati. You pretty much you got that win. They don't have Andy Dalton. They don't have AJ Green. But the problem is the mentality going into that game after they lose to New England and the Saints. Yeah, I just said it. I just said it. They're going to lose those games, and they're going to find themselves in a very, very bad position uh, within the division um, to try, to, to, first of all, to win that division. Because I, I'm, not, I'm not saying Baltimore is going to be, you know, hands down the winner of that division, but they got a chance. I mean, if, if Baltimore wins, which, by the way, I made, I, I changed my pick. I was going to pick Kansas City. I took Baltimore because I think Baltimore knows what's on the line today. Kansas City can lose this game and make the playoffs, and Baltimore needs this game. And they've won three games in a row. And now bitch left the Pittsburgh Steelers to realize, hey, guess what? we got to play here. And right now – they're seven four and one. Baltimore seven and five. That one, that tie, is a huge win for the Pittsburgh Steelers in reality right now. But they can't do it if they're going to lose against the Oakland Raiders. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the flip side is you get out of Oakland with a win, and you have to ask yourself, Sonny, as a football mind, you know, look at the, you know the Titans as an example with the Steeler offensive line the way it is. What team down the stretch has a front seven that Pittsburgh cannot just line up and win the physical matchup? I don't think there is one. I think this is the trap game of the season. You get past this. Can the Patriots in the front seven line up and really stop the Pittsburgh offensive line? Can the Saints? Can the Bengals? Not convinced. Fitner needs to get back to balance and calling run plays. And I think if they do that and start and start physically controlling our line of scrimmage, then you got a problem. Because all the scheming in the world don't matter when the tackle blocks down, guard pulls out, and they can run that till the cows come home. And that'll be the mentality of the football team as well. I mean, if they go and they beat Oakland, okay, and that's fine. They can go and beat Oakland. It's how they're going to beat Oakland. That's going to be another thing they got to look at. And just just to throw it on the other side. Look at the end of this. If Baltimore can figure out how to beat Kansas City or the Chargers in two weeks, they have Tampa Bay and Cleveland the other two games. Baltimore Ravens are going to make the playoffs. They might be able to win this division, especially if the Pittsburgh Steelers decide to go on the decline at the worst time of the season, which, of course, is December. Yeah, I mean, so, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. I mean, but, but, but Pittsburgh just, they're going to have to be physical, Sonny. They're going to have to yep. run the football and, and control games like that because they got to protect the defense. Like, Keith Butler can't be put in situations where they're going to have to make key coaching decisions, get the right personnel. They're going to lose those matchups. He's just not – him and Tomlin, just the scheme and the way they devise this defense is just not good enough. I mean, and, that, yep. and, and the sad part is it's not pedigree. They've drafted a bunch of high draft pick guys. They just don't make any plays. They have a very passive pass defense that will get after you and get pressure, but the DBs and the linebackers don't get close to receivers. 
guys complete passes all the time. They get in the rhythm. They don't affect the game. So you've got to have an offensive line that can control the clock and try to get a lead and then give you an opportunity because the defense just is not, it's not schemed up to attack and really get the football. It's all about discipline. You're right. The, the, the discipline of the of – the, and listen, should we be talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers as long as we have about this game today? Listen, we haven't even talked about Oakland, okay? Now, granted, they're not a good football team, but he, listen, Derek Carr can throw the football every once in a while. And he, guess what? If he, do, if he decides to do that today – that could be that could spell trouble for them. But but again, we're in a midst of where we're seeing the football team throw their season because they want the number one pick because of some of the moves that they made moved them you know a little bit lower on the uh, uh, on the pick scale. I mean, obviously that Dallas pick is going to turn around. They thought that maybe Dallas wouldn't uh, win too many more football games. Uh, they were hoping that one to be a little bit higher, and it's not. So you know, it, it should be. A, I'm I'm really interested to see what kind of team comes out in Oakland, and if they start putting it to the Pittsburgh Steelers, I want to see how they maintain it throughout the rest of the game. That should be really interesting. But, I mean, the Steelers should win this football game without question. Uh, it's the next two that are brutal on their schedule. And then when they get to week 17, they got to be make sure that they're not mentally out of it in order to make a playoff spot. Yeah, I got them winning – yeah, I mean, look, I'm I'm riding with them. I got them beating Oakland, but my goodness, if you come out and you have a bunch of turnovers and and all these special teams mistakes, you just keep you just keep teams in it, and then and and then that news will start getting tight because you start remembering the past and yeah, what happens against bad teams on the road, and my goodness, it just you can't lose this football game. If you do, the nope. season is over. Sonny, I, I need to go right. ahead and get I, off, but. Yeah, I just wanted to I wanted to call in. Um, We'll see because you get this one, and then next week's the big one: New England in Pittsburgh. I'm looking forward to it. Yep, that it's going to be a real good one. Thanks for calling in, Bryce. Always appreciate your time joining us on the Couch Potato Sports Show on Sundays. Thanks, Sonny. And that was going to take us to the game right here in Dallas. And guys. I've talked about it before, and I'll talk about it again, probably, because when you're the Dallas Cowboys, you are who you are. I've ran through all my picks. I got Minnesota over Seattle. I have the Rams over Chicago. I got Pittsburgh, and I got Detroit and San Francisco, the Chargers, and Buffalo and the Giants, New Orleans, Miami, Indianapolis, Cleveland, Baltimore, Green Bay, and I missed Thursday night's game. Tarvin comes in. He had Thursday night's game with Tennessee. He's coming in with Green Bay, Kansas City. Um, I'm the only one going to be going on the other side on that one. Um, and uh, Cuervo's the only one that's picking Atlanta over Green Bay. Then Tarvin's the only one picking Carolina. We should all be picking Carolina, but we just don't know who they are anymore. Houston is the only pick from Cuervo. Tarvin and I are going to Indianapolis. Tarvin's alone by themselves with the Patriots. Should it be? No, but, you know, the Patriots should be able to win that game. A tough time out on the football field. New Orleans, everybody's on New Orleans. Everybody's on the Giants. Everybody's on Buffalo. Everybody's on the Chargers. Um, San Francisco uh, and Denver. Right now, Denver is the only pick by Cuervo. Me and Tarvin are on San Francisco. Arizona is the only pick for Tarvin. Uh, Cuervo and I have Detroit. 
and then Pittsburgh, everybody's on Pittsburgh. Um, the Rams, uh, Cuervo's on the only one on the Chicago Bears against the Rams, and he's the only one picking Seattle. And although I think Seattle should be able to win this game, I'm up on the Minnesota Vikings, which takes us to our last game. we got four minutes left to talk about the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys are who they are. And we've talked about it before. We'll talk about it again. But how can you? I mean, it, really, if you're not a Dallas Cowboy fan, okay, if you're not part of America's team, I'm talking about everybody who's not a fan of this football team, how can you feel confident going into this game regardless? Now, granted, they are at home, okay? Listen, you know, Jerry's world is becoming a little bit of Dallas Cowboys, Okay. But the Philadelphia Eagles are a football team that needs this game. The Philadelphia Eagles, especially within this division, they are six and six. The Dallas Cowboys are seven and five, and everybody's talking about how great this defense is. Guys, it's not that good. I I'm just telling you it's not. Watch the damn game. Yeah, they beat the New Orleans Saints big whip. What have they done all year long? Take that game away from it. They're 6-5. and five. They're a near 500 football team. Now, I, do I want the Dallas Cowboys to win? Yes. I picked them to win the damn division. They win today. They're going to get the division, I think. But this is the kind of game that they lose. You are who you are. You're like Popeye the Sailor Man. I am what I am, and I am what I am. It's just what it is. The Dallas Cowboys have all the advantages, but I'm telling you right now, guys, this defense is not as good as what they put out on the football field against the Saints, and that was a good performance. But the consistency of playing that up each and every week, it's not there. And that's going to be the reason why they lose this football game, and everybody will be talking. Hey, watch. This is what happens, okay? And, and, and I'm predicting it just right. You just watch. If the Dallas Cowboys lose, which I think they are, I'm on the Philadelphia Eagles. We'll be talking about how Dak Prescott's not a great quarterback because he's not going to perform well. He can't do it in the big games. And then everybody will be all over Jason Garrett to be fired. And then we'll be talking about that all this week. After a 10-day sabbatical of that with getting – Praise for the Dallas Cowboys and how great they are. I'm going to tell you, as much as I want to root for this local team, I'm a Cowboy realist, and it's not because I'm a hater. Now, granted, I hated the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s because they were just that good. I hate the Dallas Cowboys because they're just not a good football team. You take away two seasons out of them, and you're talking about a 500 football team, period. And guess what? They're no different now. They just happen to have two games up on that 500, and they're going to come one game with a close. Nine and six could end up winning this division, and that's what's pathetic. So I'm on Philadelphia today, not because I want the Dallas Cowboys to lose. It's just what they do in this situation. It's called situational football. And that's what they do. Each and every year when they come out and they have a great showing, they just blow it. They know how to blow it. They're pretty good at it. And when you're pretty good at something, you continually do it. And not being consistent is what they're good at. Dallas Cowboys fans, I'm, I'm hoping for the best for you. 
And I'm on the Philadelphia Eagles. Then we'll be talking about the skies falling down Sunday night. As we go into Sunday night football, Rams in Chicago. We'll find out what it is by 7 p.m., everybody. We'll find out how the state of the Dallas Cowboys are going to be and where they are. We'll find out if they're as good as they say they are or at least show they are. Their defense is not as good as what everybody seems to think they are. Don't fall for it, fans. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just giving you a fair warning ahead of time. Don't fall for it. They're not as good as defensively as everybody's been giving praises on. That's what it is. They can't take a good compliment and continue with what the compliment is. Everybody have a good one. Thanks for joining us on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Our three hours. It is time for the